Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. What a title. Are you ready? Prince of Darkness. The Prince of Darkness. The Prince of Darkness is in the house. I'm the man up in this piece. Jonas Knox. I don't shine shoes anymore. (laughs) Yeah, Chief. This will be good. Jonas Knox is coming through your speakers like a right cross from a boxer that you've never heard of. They run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop it. And now, live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. What are you talking about? What is this, your first day on the job? Here's Jonas Knox. Get in the fast lane, Grandma. The bingo game is ready to roll. Go! You know, now that you think about it, you look back on a decision made by one team months and months ago, and you realize, well, that was a pretty terrible idea. We'll get to the bottom of that coming up here in just a couple of moments. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. You can check out this show on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on SiriusXM Channel 83 and on every single one of our Fox Sports Radio affiliates, wherever you are taking part in the program. We always appreciate a few minutes of your time as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. 
So uh, we bid farewell. We bid farewell to the Pac-12. It was a, I would call it an overachieving season for the Pac-12. A lot of people down on the conference saying they're, you know, a a bunch of overhyped teams. USC can't deliver. UCLA stinks. All of this conversation about the Pac-12. But I would actually say that they probably overachieved based on win total projections before the season and where they finished up. So we say goodbye to the Pac-12 who played their last real meaningful and relevant game uh, earlier tonight as you saw the Oregon Ducks sandblast Utah uh, earlier on a Friday night. So goodbye to the Pac-12. Thank you for uh, taking part in this college football season. And that'll go ahead and wrap up the Pac-12's conversation as far as trying to get in and be the fourth team in the college football playoff. So, I mean, you can say, well, I mean, you know, we don't have to be so negative about it. We could just celebrate Oregon. Okay, well, you can do that. I'm going to go ahead and take a negative approach. So let's get to the bottom of what went wrong. All right, let's talk about what went wrong this season for the Pac-12. Why is the Pac-12 going to be on the outside looking into the college football playoff? It's easy to point to the Arizona State loss for Oregon. All right, easy. Lose to Arizona State, you know, I mean, how, how, does, how does that happen? You know, it's not like they've got this great win-loss record, and it's Herm Edwards, and we kept hearing about how Herm Edwards was a, a dicey hire coming out of uh, ESPN, and he, he was a failure as a coach and all that. But I can argue, man, it was a conference road game. It was at night. Arizona State was fired up for it. I get it. I get it when those conference games on the road take place and you lose those games. Those are tough situations. Those are tough circumstances. But in order to find out and identify what really went wrong for Oregon, I'm not going to go to Arizona State. I'm not going to that one. To find out what really went wrong for Oregon, you got to go all the way back to the beginning. Because in the beginning of the season, I said it at the time, this isn't hindsight 2020 guy. This isn't now that we have all the information, then let's reevaluate. I said it at the time that it was dumb to start off the season against a powerhouse program. And Oregon did just that against Auburn, and they were chasing that loss all year long. Bottom line, they were chasing that loss to Oregon all year long. And it's why I never fault teams in Power Fives who schedule easy games early on. If I were a Power Five head coach, if I were running a Power Five program, I'm scheduling crap to start out the year. I'm scheduling garbage to start out the year. And I don't care what pushback I get. I do not care if people don't like my non-conference. If I'm at a Power Five conference and I know that I've got legitimate games coming up in, in conference later on in the season... I'm not playing Auburn to open up the year on a neutral site. You're dealing with teenagers. You think teenagers are going to be ready to play right out of the gates like that? Like in the NFL, we talk about how sloppy uh, the early portions of the season are. It's why you go back and you look. It's my one of my favorite things to do. You go back at the end of the NFL season and you look at the week one results and you go, how the hell did that happen? Well, it's easy. You know, guys are rusty. They haven't really played competitive football in a long time. And that's with four preseason games. In college football, you get zilch. You don't get a preseason. You get a spring game that your fans show up to in March, and that's it. And you're scheduling powerhouse teams to start off the season? I think it's dumb. And I, I look, I get the financial aspects to it, and oh man, you know, you're getting money, and it's you know good. But honest to God, now that you look back on it, you go, well, that was kind of a mistake. 
because I could almost justify a loss to Arizona State and Oregon would still have a valid argument as to why they get in. But it's not happening. It's just not going to happen. And and I said it at the time, if I'm a Power 5 coach, I'm just not doing it. I'd rather schedule 7-11 State than Auburn to start off the year. I'm not doing it. I'm just not doing it. If I'm in a, if I'm in a power conference and I know I've got real games coming up, there's no reason for me to go schedule these games. The risk outweighs the reward. If Oregon had won that game, what are we talking about now? Oh yeah, Auburn's got four losses, big deal. Ah, big deal. Okay, well if the risk outweighs the reward, what are you doing? Like, like, why why go that direction? Like, I understand. You're going to make money for the program. I get it. It's week one of the college football season, and we want to see big matchups. I get all that. But let's be honest about it. When we're starved for football, do we care what the week one matchups are? Who cares? Like, nobody cares what the week one matchups are. We're just glad to have football back. Like, you wake up, it's it's 9 in the morning, uh, noon, wherever you are, and you've got college football on, and you will watch all the way through the end of the weekend. Whether it's week zero or the opening week and it's surrounding Labor Day, you're going to watch whatever it is. So I don't want to hear, well, we need somebody to play good games. No, you'll take whatever you can get. If you're on a road trip, are you more likely to eat at a gas station when you're traveling and you don't have a lot of time? Or when you've got options out there and you know what? Eh, it's not really, I'm not really concerned about, you know, I want a really good meal. No, sometimes when you're picky, you'll take what you can get. And when the season starts, we're all picky fans. We'll, we'll take what we can get. Like we're not worried about whether or not it's, it's a five-star restaurant. We just want something and we'll take anything. So if Oregon would have played Toledo as opposed to Auburn, nobody would have cared. It would have been fine. And now you look back on it and you go, yeah, maybe that wasn't the smartest thing in the world. And they were in that games, but they're going to be punished because of it. The risk outweighs the rewards, and I would rather take my chances and test myself in the final games of the season instead of the first. And when you look back at it all these months later, and again, not being hindsight 2020 guy, I said it at the time. It's dumb. It's too risky to schedule big-time non-conference games to start out your season because in the end, it's going to come back and bite you in the ass. And it's gonna, and it came back and bit Oregon in the ass on Friday night. They looked great against Utah. Doesn't matter. Big 12 title game, that's the de facto playoff game. If Georgia loses to LSU, whoever wins the Big 12 is going to the college football playoff. So what was the point of the Auburn game? What, like, what was the point? Like, risk all of that, and then you come back all these months later and go, well, that sucks. I just, I, I'm telling you, man, if I were a coach, no, no shot in hell I'm scheduling that. No shot in hell. I would rather take my chances later on in the season, test my team when I know they're ready to play, as opposed to risk the entire season because I want to impress some people with, with a powerhouse non-conference game to start out the year. It just doesn't make any sense. Uh, Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio. You can get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox at the Jonas Knox on Twitter. I uh, want to let you know we are brought to you by Discover. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year automatically with no limit to how much will match. Millions of people a year are getting their cash back matched. Discover cash back match. What are we waiting for? Learn more at discover.com slash cash back match. So I wanted to, uh, to mention this because I, I, I thought it was important to do. 
Um, and you probably saw some of this on Twitter and and some of this stuff that was mentioned throughout the course of the week, possibly. But I, I personally wanted to mention it because it was important to me. Um, we lost somebody here at Fox Sports Radio that was very special to the entire network. And her name was Cindy Katz. And so I could sit here and tell you about everything that she did for the network and what, what her role was at the network. But I'd rather talk about what she meant to the network. So she booked almost every single guest you hear here on Fox Sports Radio. Now, I do weekend overnights. I, you know, we don't get a lot of guests. One, because nobody's getting up at this hour. And two, because nobody knows who the hell I am. Cindy and what made her special is that she made everybody feel like they were important. Never wanted to talk about herself. Never wanted anything from anybody. Always asked about you. Her and I developed a pretty close relationship. She was one of the few people here at Fox Sports Radio that knows my personal stuff and the things I deal with on a day-to-day level, family-wise, with my mom and things like that. And she knows that because I trusted her. I'm a very private person, and so is she. So in this battle for privacy, she always ended up winning because she had this ability to get me to talk to her and trust her. She was loved by everybody here. Uh, People have talked about her being the mother of Fox Sports Radio, and she was. And so when we lost her earlier this week, it still is a shock. Um, I've dealt with death a lot in my life, so I can handle it, but I still almost don't believe it because I was so used to walking upstairs, going to check and see if I've got mail, uh, saying hi to our boss, Scott Shapiro, unless his door was closed because, uh, you know, uh, he was in a meeting or whatever. But I would always make it a point to talk and uh, stop and talk with Cindy. And she always asked about me and about my mom and about everything that was going on in my life because she knew it was important to me. She was supportive. Even when I had a bad show, she never told me. She would always tell me how proud she was of me. She always monitored and tracked the growth of my career. When I got on television, she was begging me to find a YouTube video, even though she knows I'm embarrassed with all that stuff. I, I, like I said, I'm private. It's not what I'm good at. It's not what I'm comfortable with. But she always wanted to know, always reached out, always a birthday card, always a Christmas gift, always something to show you that she cared. And it wasn't just me. It was everybody. So when you see these outpourings of guys like Jay Glazer or Daniel Jeremiah or Bucky Brooks or some of these other people that have come and gone through Fox and Fox Sports Radio, and then guys that, you know, maybe, you know, she didn't really wasn't going to get anything from somebody that you may not even know about somebody in the background. She was treated everybody special. So many funny times, so many funny moments being around her at the Super Bowl in, in a, in a ego dominated world where it's all about masculinity. And if you go to Radio Row in the Super Bowl, it's egos everywhere, and they're all colliding with each other. She just sort of navigated through the crowds with her Post-it notes and everything written down. Uh, Not the most organized person in the world when it comes to booking guests and things like that, but that was her way. That was her method. And she worked better amongst chaos than anybody I know. And she was really special. And so those private conversations that we had and those moments that we had and the talks that we had, I cherish forever and ever. And I'm going to miss her a lot. And I thought it was important that you hear about somebody who never got on the air. You never heard her voice. You never heard her hot take. But she impacted this network in a way that few, I think, ever will. Fox Sports Radio is home for me. 
But home doesn't feel the same with Cindy gone. She was an amazing person, and I love her, and I thought you should know about that. We'll be back next year on FSR. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com/theshy to get a fifty percent discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July fourteenth. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. All right, coming up here in just a couple of moments, I have identified the problem. All right, I have identified the problem to one NFL team's issue, and we will get to that here coming up in just a couple of moments from now here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, you can also uh, get me on uh, Twitter at the Jonas Knox. I am already seeing uh, some people with uh, some horrendous ideas uh, as far as college football goes. Uh, some horrendous ideas have already flooded my uh, my Twitter account uh, uh, at the Jonas Knox on Twitter uh, as far as uh, 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 college football and what we do now moving forward. Uh, so uh, we will get to that here uh, coming up in uh, in about ten minutes from now here on FSR because people are are now taking a drastic measure to fix an issue. Don't do it. Trust me. Don't do it. And we'll have that for you here again ten minutes from now on FSR. Uh, all right. Um, so. Now, I mentioned that uh, a, a few minutes ago, Cindy Katz uh, 
you know, we, we lost her beloved member of Fox Sports Radio in our family. We lost her earlier this week. And Cindy was awesome. Great sense of humor. And the other thing about Cindy, amongst all her great attributes and, and what a wonderful person she was, is that she was a diehard New York Giants fan. I mean, diehard. And so what comes along with being a New York Giants fan is that you take personal pleasure and enjoyment when the Dallas Cowboys have their struggles. And so, you know, it seems a little bit fitting that we go ahead and dive into this after talking about the great Sydney Cat- Cindy Katz, who is listening, I'm sure, somewhere, uh, and, and, and taking in all of this and, and reveling in the idea of the Dallas Cowboys and their struggle. And so everyone's trying to identify, all right, What's going on with the Cowboys? You know, I mean, I mean, like, what's the issue? All right, let you know, like, people are, are doing these these big breakdowns. Like, I, you know, I mean, what's happening in Dallas? What's going on with the Cowboys? And I, I mean, I'm seeing stuff like, oh, you know, is it, uh, you know, it, it, is it Dak Prescott? Uh, it, it, is is it, you know, is it the schedule? Is it, you know, because I mean, are they just taking teams lightly? Uh, you know, when they're playing them later in the year, is it because they play in the NFC East? I mean, there's all sorts of things that are happening with the Dallas Cowboys. And look, you start out the year 3-0, and you look fantastic, then you start playing real teams, you lose all those games, and now you're losing, I mean, let's think about this, the last three games, the Dallas Cowboys have lost to a quarterback in his 40s, Josh Allen and Mitch Trubisky, two of those on national TV. It's bad. It's bad. And the only thing worse is the NFC East. All right, the NFC East is a diaper fire of a division. And so the Dallas Cowboys are sitting there still somehow at the top. And so we know who's getting the blame. We know who in Dallas is getting the blame. It's Jason Garrett. Of course, you got to blame Jason Garrett. I mean, he's he's the easiest guy to blame. He's out there in front of everybody, and you watch him, and from the start of that game, they show Jason Garrett shaking hands with Jerry Jones and Cowboys ownership at the start of the game. Fast forward an hour and a half later, and the guy looked like he had seen a ghost. Like, he looked mortified at what he was watching. You remember the remember Tom Coughlin in Green Bay when they were in that really cold NFC Championship game and it looked like his face was starting to melt? Jason Garrett looked like – like the, I, there were times where I was picking up the remote, hitting play, because I thought I had paused it. He Like, I, I didn't know if he was breathing. And I thought, why is this – why is my screen – you know, I know there's rain out here in Southern California. What What's happening? Like, why – oh, no, no, it's that's real time. He's just not moving. Like, he's got no answers. And so Jason Garrett is getting the blame. But the real question is, who is to blame? Right? Who is to blame for the issues with the Dallas Cowboys? And that's really an easy answer for me. You see, it's it's this guy. All right, Jerry, you come on every week, win or lose. You answer questions. You know the Tolos and the Cowboys fans want answers today. What answer do you have for how this team is playing right now? We're not playing very well. Are you embarrassed? Are you embarrassed as an organization about how the team is hey, playing? Get your damn act together yourself. <laughs> okay? Now, I'm, 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 we're going to have a good visit this morning, but uh, settle down just a little bit. I, I mean, I, I, as a Cowboys a lot, fan, Jerry. A, a lot to go over, not going with your question, but uh, uh, I'm going to uh, give you the answers I want to give you this morning, and uh, I don't like your attitude. Dude. 
come in. I've been traveling all night, and I'm not. I don't have the patience to jack with you today. Yeah, listen, you, you don't want to mess with Jerry. Uh, that was uh, obviously he's got two hits a week on the fan in Dallas. I think it's two. It might have gone up to seven. Who knows at this point with Jerry Jones? But Jerry Jones, and I know what you're thinking. Look, everything calm down. No problems or anything like that. Jerry Jones has been doing this uh, two a week hit on the fan in Dallas for years and years now. So clearly, he knows the rules of radio. Yeah, you, know, you can't drop curse words on the radio, right, Jerry? Is there any part of you that gets tired of hearing the questions about Garrett's job security? And do you understand why those questions keep coming up? Of course, I understand why they come up. Uh, our fans are interested. Uh, they're they're frustrated that we're not playing better. And I understand that. And I know we, we, uh, we won't understand that because of some of the answers you just can't do give. You, do you understand? <laughs> we, we just had to drop that twice. And that was it. Like, you're trying to look around and say, well, you know, I mean, like, maybe maybe it's depth on the roster. You know, maybe it's, you know, maybe it's, yeah, their offensive line isn't, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's, maybe it's Jason Garrett. Oh, it's got to be the coaching. It's Jason going, okay, well, the, no, no, no. The problem in Dallas is Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones is the issue. And nobody wants to say it because Jerry Jones has so much power, but Jerry Jones is the problem. Like, that's the real issue in Dallas. And I said this after I was on the air on Thanksgiving, after they lost to the Buffalo Bills. Game went final, and I said, look, at some point, are we going to start questioning whether or not Jerry Jones is, you know, like, maybe the right guy for all this? Like, he's the right mouthpiece for all this? And that was before Jerry Jones went on to cry during an interview with media in Dallas afterwards. Like, he's the issue. Forget about Jason Garrett. Forget about the offensive line or the defense and the bad tack. No, no, no. Jerry Jones is the problem. One week he's crying on Thanksgiving because they got embarrassed by the Buffalo Bills on national TV. And the next week he's shutting down a radio station because he's cursing too many times on the air. Does that seem like stable behavior? Does that seem like a boss you want to work for? You ever had a boss who was really hot and cold? You know, one minute he's like the nicest guy in the world, and the next minute it's like somebody put a shiv in his dog's back, and you don't really know which way to go. Like, oh, you're like walking on eggshells? Has that ever been a fun environment? You ever dated somebody who one minute was really, really happy and the next got pissed off? Is that ever a fun environment to be around? That's what Jerry Jones has created in Dallas. And I'm telling you, man, we're starting to enter Al Davis territory here. I mean, anybody remember Al Davis towards the end? People saying, you know, he's unfit for the job. And, you know, he's just, he's, he, you know, his his methods and his his approach to all this is not the right way. And, I mean, we're starting to enter that. And I loved Al Davis. Al Davis is one of the great characters and representations of the league. That guy went for it. At multiple levels, he was successful. I love Jerry Jones. He has been a successful owner. He's done things. He's empowered people. He's a loyal guy. I love both of them. But when can we start having that conversation? Like, we're all sitting here pointing at, it's the players, it's the coaches, it's this, it's the scheme, it's the schedule. No, no, it's Jerry Jones. That guy's the problem. And I'm saying it right now. The Cowboys are never winning another Super Bowl ever if Jerry Jones continues to have this kind of approach when it comes to the organization. It's never going to happen. It is borderline toxic 
It's a circus. And for Jerry Jones, business is still great. The Cowboys are the most talked about team in the country, and they're sub-500. A couple of years ago, when they were 4-12, and I said it was one of the great magic tricks ever pulled off. And I remember saying at the time, Dallas is a 4-12 and team. They're a bad football team playing backups. Uh, Darren McFadden was their running back. Like, they were an awful football team. And one of the great magic tricks ever pulled off in the NFL was we never talked about the fact that they were a four-win team. You know what we talked about? Jerry Jones saying that he loves him some glory hole and that he had some pet monkeys growing up. And he turned these interviews on the fan in Dallas into a diversionary tactic, a, a magic trick, an illusion, if you will. Don't don't pay attention to uh, to my vomit bomb of a team right now who's got four wins on the season. Everybody look at what I'm saying about glory holes. I want me some glory holes. Like, what the hell is that? Because they're four and twelve, he's talking about glory holes. Like, what's his search history at four and twelve? What's Jerry Jones's search history like? For Christ's sakes, like, would somebody just identify what the real issue is? It's Jerry Jones. One minute he's crying, the next he's shutting down a radio station. Totally unstable. And anywhere else, we'd be saying, ooh, I got to get the hell out of here. This isn't working for me. But because it's Jerry Jones, it's, well, no, it's got to be Jason Garrett. And no, no, no. Jerry Jones is the issue. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Get me on Twitter, at the Jonas Knox, at the Jonas Knox on Twitter as we come to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, I do want to welcome in the crew here. They're going to be riding shotgun with me all the way until uh, 6 a.m. Eastern time here on Fox Sports Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, he is back, your executive producer. He is no longer too good for weekend overnights, and his name is Ryan Bershinger. Tara Guerra Ryan? Yep, right there. That's his Latin name. <laughs> yeah, I decided, you know what, I need a little bit more humility in my life, so I thought yeah, I'd... Yeah, humble mm, yourself. Right, That's yeah. what you need. Yeah, yeah. You, you rich kids from the 805, man. <laughs> you, you guys need a little bit more humility in your life. You're, you're not wrong. Yeah. I did grow up on the on the bottom side yeah, of the Yeah, hey, listen, I, nice I hear you, man. Uh, not not far from Cowboys training camp, also right. by the way. Yeah, That's right. uh, up in uh, you know they you know what they call Oxnard now? No, Oxnard man. Ah. Yeah, damn straight. <laughs> That's what they call it. Uh, so Ryan Bershinger is here, and he is fired up uh, uh, for the uh, entirety of the show here on FSR. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Chris Perfett is your technical producer here at Fox no Radio. But I will be scoring a lot. How's it going, Jonas? It's happening. So it's funny you mentioned kind of bad bosses of the past because it does bring me back to one of my old ones. Way, way back when I was working, I think, in a glass factory. And uh, he definitely was one of those guys who was out there. He one time diverted me to work on marketing a board game he had come up with 20 years ago about presidential elections. Oh, Jesus Christ. And he wanted to sell it again for 2016 and thought that his you know little card, card game could sell. But how'd and that th- go? Not well. He also yeah. stole. He also stole one of my paychecks. Oh, so that good. was that was great. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. it was. You know. Yeah, that, that's so. that, that's. It. Yeah, but I'm telling you, man, like that sort of erratic behavior where you're not sure which one. It was you, the worst like, job of work. Like yeah. which side of the like in, in a week, Jerry Jones has cried and then shut down a radio station. It's it's bizarre. I don't have the patience to jack with you today. Well, look, Jerry, uh, <laughs> that sounds like a conversation we should have off the air. <laughs> uh, and we do welcome in uh, for the first time in a long time, uh, in for Kevin Figures normally. Here on uh, Fox Sports Radio on the weekend overnights, ladies and gentlemen, Brian Effing Finley. Everybody got to pay this year, so we clear the most dangerous, <laughs> the most dangerous man on Fox Sports Radio's airwaves. Brian Finley is in the building. They went deep 
Jonas in the bullpen, so I'm glad to be here. No, they wouldn't go that deep. Come on, we we, we don't we don't have a deep bullpen here. These are every game, every night here is like a playoff game. Oh, All right, okay. you go you go to the guys that you can depend on, and we went to Brian Finley. Yeah, so. you know, once in a while. Uh, but isn't it nice, Finley, though, uh, being a longtime radio veteran like you are, people around the country that had no idea about how the dump button worked in radio, seeing that sort of play out on a Friday during NFL season was fun, it, seeing Jerry Jones get dumped. It, it was. It was. You know, I, I just, I love the guy. Or do I? I don't know. I it, can't really tell. Well, hey! <laughs> Listen, we can we can we can formulate that opinion uh, for Brian Finley at some point uh, before the end of the show. So we will do that. Uh, all right, uh, he is Brian Finley, uh, Bursch. We got Chris Perfett. Everybody here again, all the way up until six a.m. Eastern time here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, coming up next, there is already an idea being thrown out when it comes to college football, and it's a terrible one. It's terrible, and it's dumb. Find out what it is here on FSR. For all the latest, though, from around the world of sports, the aforementioned Brian Finley. Thank you so much, Jonas. Utah puking away their playoff chances as Oregon ramrods them 37-15 Friday at the Pac-12 Championship. (laughs) The Ducks go to the Rose Bowl. Oregon, 239 rushing yards, and Utah came into that game averaging just giving up 56 rushing yards per game. Ducks head coach Mario Cristobal tried to make sense of the domination up front. The whole challenge all week was about physicality, right? Well, I think if you look at what was done up front at the line of scrimmage, it validates the uh, all the, the time and effort put into making us a more physical football team, and today showed up in the trenches right away. In the NBA on Friday, the Lakers took a crowbar to the Trailblazers, 136-113. LeBron James, Anthony Davis combining for 70 points. Blazers head coach Terry Stotts got thrown out in the third quarter for losing his cool. That was the first time he's ever been canned from a game. Giannis celebrating his 25th birthday by rounding up 27 points as the Blazers destroy the Clippers 119-91, humiliate them. Clippers head coach Doc Rivers afterwards said, quote, it was Giannis's birthday and we searched all over the city to find a gift. We couldn't find one, so we gave this one to him. And that's all I could come up with, he said, because we were awful that the words of Doc Rivers. Online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Back to Jonas Knox in the Geico Fox Sports Studios. Thank you, Jonas Knox here on FSR. Brian Finley again going to uh, keep us entertained all uh, throughout the course of the show. Uh, look, he's a real wild card here, folks. Uh, we're not look, we're not sure uh, what's happening here, but uh, Brian Finley uh, will be uh, fired up throughout the course of the show as we do come to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Uh, so, Oregon, uh, congratulations, Pac-12 champions. And uh, look, Rose Bowl is an, a great game. Uh, they're on to the Rose Bowl. Mario Cristobal said afterwards, never been to the Rose Bowl, so it's fantastic. Happy for the program. Um, you know, uh, played really well. And this was a game a lot of people saw Utah, knowing that if they win, they get in. Oregon was motivated, fired up, and that game was a pretty dominant performance by Oregon. I don't think a lot of people expected that. Uh, that being said, what a waste of time because you're not going to the college football playoff. Uh, because it was a good idea to schedule a game against Auburn earlier in the year, which I think is a horrendous idea for a Power 5 team to schedule a a, a non-conference Power 5 opponent to start out the year. 
I don't get it. It doesn't make sense. It's too risky. I'd rather build up before I get to conference play. If I'm no, if I know I've got powerhouse teams in my own conference, I don't need to go outside the conference to prove myself. I get the financial aspect to it. I understand all that. I just I thought it was a regret a regrettable decision by Oregon, and it came back and it bit him in the ass. And that's a fact. And I'm not doing this, you know, hindsight 2020. I said it right afterwards that weekend on Fox Sports Radio. I said, look. I, 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 I get it, but I also don't get it. Because if I was a coach, if I was a school, I'm building up. I'm using those early games as my de facto preseason before I get into conference play, and then I take my chances later on in the year. But Oregon didn't, and you can point to the Arizona State loss. Uh, to me, that one, I think that stuff happens. Look, Oklahoma lost at Kansas State. I mean, like, this stuff happens. Like, it's conference. Like, like, there are a lot of good, talented players in conferences all around the country. So I just think that the, the, the regrettable decision by Oregon is going to be the fact that they decided to go ahead and schedule Auburn to start out the year. I, I just thought that's what really cost them the season. But now what's going to end up happening is people who have been campaigning for this are now going to continue to go back to the well for the same argument to try and fix the problem for college football. And the argument is, well, this is exactly why we need an 18 playoff. Uh, No, it's exactly why we don't. You don't need an 18 playoff in college football. Four teams is fine. Ask yourself this. Whoever gets into the four spot, if Utah would have gotten into the four spot, is there a significant difference between them and the number one team? Yes. So what the F do you think the number eight to the one team would be? Like, why do you think the opening rounds of the NBA playoffs are so dreadful sometimes when it's not a 4-5 or a 3-6? Because there's a big difference between the top of a conference and the bottom. This, this it isn't a, 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 a reaffirm, a, you getting reaffirmed that you need to have a, a, an eight-team college football playoff. That's not what this is. To me, there are three great teams in college football and then some pretty good ones. It doesn't mean you expand it. So what, you can water down the games during the regular season? I mean, now that you look back, doesn't that Auburn-Oregon game seem like a much bigger deal now? Because it's a four-team playoff, and you realize you lose that game, you could screw yourself. So if you want to continue to schedule these powerhouse programs uh, to start out your year outside your conference, okay, that's fine. But when you expand to eight like, what's the point? Now that game's not as important. Now a team can lose in week 11, and it's like, yeah, whatever. If they went out, they're fine. No big deal. They'll be one of the eight teams that get in. And then, then you just take your chances when you get in there. And then once you do get into those final eight games, uh, you think all of those players who are now playing and, and the whole uh, these guys play for free argument, you think all those players are now going to all of a sudden sign up to go play extra games now? Like, oh, we're an eight seed. That's awesome. I want to play extra games. Like, I, I just, I think, I think, People using this to justify why you want an 18 playoff, I'm totally against it. But I've said, I will compromise. I will work to compromise on this. If you want to do six teams, I'm good with it. If you want to have the first two teams get a bye week and then do three versus six, four versus five, I'm okay with it. But we don't need eight teams. We do not need eight teams because here's what's going to happen. Once you have eight teams, Teams 9 and 10, they're going to bitch and moan. And then once you expand even more, teams 11 and 12, 13 and 14. Look at the, look at the NCAA tournament. Like the NCAA tournament, 64 teams. 
and now let's go play some games in Dayton and let's play the it's like man we don't need to get greedy on everything it's great the way it is and you can argue Outside of the top three, nobody else is really deserving of being in that final four. But you welcome somebody in, you see if they can pull off an upset, and you go from there. I'm just not a fan of the 18 playoff. I'm not. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, get me on Twitter, at the Jonas Knox, at the Jonas Knox on Twitter as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. All right, coming up next, uh, we're going to get to the bottom of several stories in the world of sports, people have force-fed you throughout the course of the week. Uh, it's a fun little edition of Do You Care? And it's yours next year on Fox Sports Radio. How many times can you get kicked in the nuts before you got to sit down and take a breath? There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com/theshy to get a fifty percent discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July fourteenth. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, coming up in uh, top of next hour, a little over twelve minutes from now here on FSR, we will have another edition of Knox Locks. And uh, I need some help here. I need, because I don't think it happened, but one of the bets we did last week during the Patriots-Texans game was I said that they were going to show the fight on the sideline between Bill O'Brien and Tom Brady back when Bill O'Brien was the offensive coordinator. I don't think it happened, but I said that it would. If somebody can recall and and actually have proof that it happened during the broadcast, 
from Sunday's game that they showed that highlight, I would really appreciate it because it would make a real impact on how this atrocious season is going. So if people, you got 12 minutes, all right, you got 12 minutes. If somebody would like to go back, if they DVR that game, I don't remember seeing it. Uh, I don't recall it happening, but if uh, somebody wants to go ahead and be a good person and uh, and take a look at all that, uh, we'd really, really appreciate it. I know I would. Uh, so we'll have that for you. Knox Locks coming up 12 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, but can I just say something before we get to Do You Care? You know, everyone's making a big uh, a big stink about this Peloton commercial. You know, that bike where it's got a, like a, a, a Game Boy on the front and like uh, some guy sitting in a green room in Duluth uh, takes you through the hills of Brazil. Like, it, you know, it's whatever. It's his bike, people riding this bike. Whatever. I hear great things about it. And so everybody's outraged about that commercial. You know what commercial outrages me right now? That Stella commercial where the dad has his son come in and do the dishes with him. How many effing times do we have to see that? How many times does he say, hey, come help your old man with the dishes? And they sit there and wash dishes together, and then they fast forward 20 years later, and they're older in the face. Like It's like a 20-second commercial they play seven times during the first quarter of a football game. At this point, I want the son today – I literally want the son – at this point, to say to his dad, you know what, dad? Kiss my ass. I've been washing dishes for the last three weeks. You do it yourself. No, I don't want a Stella. Do you have a decent beer, like a big wave? You got an IPA in there somewhere? No, I don't want to stand next to you and get old and wash dishes together. I'm sick of that commercial. While the rest of you bitch and moan about the Peloton, I can't stand that Stella commercial. I'm tired of watching it. Watch a football game this weekend. I promise you, a minimum of six times, that guy will walk over and do the dishes with his dad. I'm done with it. Tell your pops to kiss your ass. Don't do the dishes. Walk outside and go get a real beer. Fed up with it. I don't have the patience to jack with I you. I don't. I'm tired of it. Like, how many times do we have to see it? Come help your old man with the dishes. F you. No, I don't want to do the dishes. I just ate. Can I enjoy my meal? By the way, we were brought to you by Discover. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year automatically with no limit to how much will match. Millions of people a year are getting their cash back match. Discover cash back match. What are you waiting for? Learn more at discover.com slash cash back match. Let's go. There are so many stories in the world of sports, and most of them are a complete waste of time. TMZ reports. Now, let's get kinky. Here's some of the big stories from the last week. But Jonas, the real question is, do you care? I don't care. And for that, we turn it over to our executive producer, Ryan Bershinger, to find out what the hell people have been talking about this week. Bersh? All right, starting it off, the New York Knicks fired David Fisdale. Do you care? Don't give up. I mean, come on. Insert name here. The Knicks fired somebody. Who gives a rip, man? They're they're an embarrassment. If I were a Knicks fan, I'd forego going to the games and go eat one of those gyros at, at one of those carts that are open in Manhattan till 4 a.m., which is basically like a sewer rat wrapped up in a dish towel. Like, go eat that and get away from that team and that game. It's a sinking ship. It's been a sinking ship. Uh, jump off. That team sucks. Next. We'll keep it in New York. The Yankees have made Garrett Cole a top priority. Jonas, do you care? Boy, how many times? Who cares? Yeah, before we get to that. Like, honestly, how many times in the last decade have we heard this in the news together? The Knicks are bad and the Yankees overpaid for a player. I mean, it's the same story. Just repeat, repeat. It's like that Stella commercial. Next. 
Um, the, the Rockets want to uh, replay the end of their loss to the Spurs because of the James Harden miss dunk. Or it was a real dunk. They said it was a miss. Jonas, do you care about that whole thing? I actually do because that's kind of fascinating. I love it. I love it. Because like, what if what if they end up like missing the playoffs by a game, and you go back and it's because of that game? Or what if they end up you know losing home home court advantage in the opening round because of that one game? Like the fact that one moment can ruin your entire season, I'm totally fascinated by. By and I can't wait to see how they finish it up next. Uh, the Jazz announcers called LeBron disrespectful for celebrating a couple Kyle Kuzma blocks by running onto the floor with his shoes off. Jonas, do you care? No, I don't care about that. You know what I care about? Blowhard LeBron, who goes on Instagram afterwards with this long message about how he's just trying to inspire everybody. No, you're not, man. You just didn't want to wear your shoes anymore, and you wanted to walk out on the court. Were you trying to? Were you trying to inspire the kids when you walked in with some two buck Chuck last year before a game you weren't playing in? Get out of here. Next. Uh, you may have seen in the last couple of days on social media, people are posting their top artists on Spotify, songs they've listened to the most. Jonas, do you care about those? Oh, God. I don't care. No, and, and I, don't, I don't care to look through their medicine cabinet to see what deodorant and cologne they've been wearing the most the last 10 years. Come on, stop. Stop with these, let's look back 10 years. No, why don't you look forward a minute from now and go do something productive? Like, you ask why I'm this negative? All right, blame the, the damn Stella commercial with that old man and his kid. Well, who the hell knows how this week's going to go? I mean, I'm trying everything to try and get about above 500, but it is just not working. Another, I, I don't even want to say it's award-winning because it's not, uh, edition of Knox Locks coming up here in just a couple of moments. Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio. You can listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on Sirius XM Channel 83 and on all of our Fox Sports Radio affiliates, wherever you are taking part in the program. We appreciate a few minutes of your time as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios for 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Um, all right, so uh, we are going to get to Knox Locks here coming up in uh, in just a couple of moments here on FSR. Uh, always uh, nothing but support from the Fox Sports Radio Twitter account, um, who have uh, already sent this out. Uh, it's yet another disaster in the making. Knox Locks. <laughs> Coming up next. That's awesome. Good good support system here at FSR we got. Real good support system. So, um, if you missed any of the show so far, here's a quick breakdown as to what we talked about. Um, the Pac-12's not going to the college football playoff. Jerry Jones is the real problem for the Dallas Cowboys. Eight-team playoff in college football is a terrible idea. And the Stella commercial where the old man asks his son to do the dishes with him and they drink a beer off the countertop is annoying, and I'm sick of them playing the commercial. That is pretty much how we can sum up uh, what we discussed here on Fox Sports Radio. So let's get into a, a little bit of a, a screw job here on FSR. Uh, I came in last week here, Knox Locks. We go around, I'll pick f- you know four or five uh, situations in the NFL. It's either a straight-up bet or I'll, I'll, I'll call my shot on a game. Uh, I'll say a backup will play here. I just sort of make predictions on games throughout the course of the week. And um, as of right now, we are trending towards below 500. I've never been below 500 in the history of Knox Locks, ever. Always been above 500. Uh, even was uh, as high as like almost 20 games over 500 one year. That was a really good year. This is not that year. Uh, but last week, I mean, I thought this was a good one. Colts minus one. <laughs> No, that didn't happen, right? Tennessee blows them out. Uh, I thought the 49ers scoring over 19 points. I thought that was a good bet. 
And then an F4 tornado decided to land in Baltimore, and you couldn't see anything, and nobody could move the ball. That was a loss. I did hit the under in the Raiders and the Chiefs. Uh, we also went to uh, um, Viking Seahawks. I mean, I had Seattle in that game. That was a win. So it all came down to the Sunday night football to determine whether or not we were going to have a 3-2 and two week or a 2-3 and three week. And my bet was that they were going to show the Tom Brady-Bill O'Brien argument during the game at some point on the broadcast. And as of yet, I have not seen proof. I'm assuming they did not. So because of that, a two and three week on Knox Locks, which puts my record for the year at four games under 500. We, we only have a couple of weeks left to go. I got to start putting together some real money-making weeks or else this is going to be a losing season and I'm going to be pissed off about it. All right. So if you are trusting me on my picks, if you are betting all of these or betting the ones that you can bet and taking them to the window and trying to make a little bit of cash and you're losing, not my problem. Stop it. You've been warned. I have told you this is bad. Okay. This is bad. The ship is sinking. Don't jump back on board from the life raft and try and get one last tuna sandwich. Get out. It's terrible. But we're still going to keep swinging because it's what we do. Hey, lock it. Let's lock in. And now, and now, Knox Locks. Lady, what is that? Ravens and Bills. This is a 1 p.m. Eastern time kickoff between Baltimore and Buffalo. And look, the uh, line is sitting at around six and a half. The Ravens a six and a half point favorite. If you can get it seven, take it at seven. But I like Buffalo here. I don't think they win the game. But Buffalo's a good football team. We can diminish their record by going through all the games they've won and say, well, they've only beat this team and they've only beat that team. And yeah, they beat Dallas on national TV, but Dallas just got worked by Mitch Trubisky and the Bears. We can do that all we want. They're 9-3, and three, and they're coming off extended rest this late in the season, which I would think is a benefit. They played last Thursday. They're going to have a week and a half off. Baltimore has won eight in a row. They're the talk of the NFL town, and they're coming off a Monday night game in which they were celebrated all week after they dominated the L.A. Rams, and then they go and play a sloppy, emotional game in the rain last week, and now they're on the road against a Bills team who is in the playoff and division title mix, believe it or not, and an offense that does some of what the Ravens do in Buffalo. I think Baltimore wins a close one, but I like the Bills to cover the point spread. Lady, what is that? Bengals and Browns. This is a 1 p.m. Eastern time kickoff in Cleveland, and the point total on this game is at 41 and a half. All right, 41 and a half is the over/under in this game as of right now. Look, the Browns were embarrassed last week in a season full of rock bottoms. That may have been it. I mean, your coach comes out. We talked about it on Fox Sports Radio as it happened because it actually broke while we were on the air last week. Uh, Freddie Kitchens wearing the Pittsburgh started it shirt. That really didn't play all that well. Motivated the Steelers. He had to answer for it afterwards. Uh, I think the longer this season goes, the more people realize, yeah, Freddie Kitchens is probably going to get fired. But I do think this is a bounce back game for Freddie Kitchens and that offense who have been hearing more noise all week long. I think they come out firing. I think they're looking to bully a bad team and make a statement. Ideally, the game gets ugly, and if that's the case, garbage time Andy Dalton. Okay, And if you are a fantasy owner or a better and you need points, there is very few that are better than garbage time Andy Dalton. Uh, I think he's going to deliver some points that aren't deserved towards the end of this game, and I like the over of 41 and a half. 
The lady, what do you think? Chargers at Jaguars. L.A. is a three-and-a-half-point favorite on the road at the Jaguars. This is a 4.05 p.m. Eastern time kickoff on Fox. Look, if the Chargers aren't the most disappointing team of the season, they're at least in the conversation. I mean, if you were to think about like most disappointing teams in the NFL this year, look, the Browns would be in that conversation. Atlanta would be in that conversation. I think the Chargers have definitely got to be in that conversation. And now they're over a field goal favorite on the road where outside of the winless Dolphins and a fluke finish against the Bears, the Chargers have been bad. They haven't been a good road team. Miami and Chicago, and if you go back to the Chicago game, that was game was a mess towards the end. I don't think Gardner Minshew is a better quarterback than Nick Foles. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to tell you Gardner Minshew at this point in his career is a better quarterback than Nick Foles. But I believe he's better for this team, and I think there's an energy when he's out there, and I think those guys 100% feed off of it. You heard them talk about Gardner Minshew when he was in. There was a vibe about that team. There was an excitement in the building. I like the Jaguars getting the points at home. The lady, what are you talking Steelers and Cardinals. The Steelers are a two and a half point favorite. And look, if you can get it at three, I would recommend buying the half point and getting it at three, which is a, a big time number there. And they're at the Cardinals. This is a 425 Eastern time kickoff. What Mike Tomlin has done, all things considered, is impressive. And it's why you can argue it's his best coaching job of his career. I mean, think about this. In one year, like if you were to go back two years ago and I were to say to you, all right, Who's got the best quarterback, running back, wide receiver combo in the NFL? It's the Steelers. Ben Roethlisberger, at that time, top five to ten quarterback in the NFL. Le'Veon Bell, top two to three running back in the NFL. Antonio Brown, top two to three wide receiver in the NFL. Fast forward two years later, they're all gone. All of them are gone. And Mike Tomlin has got this team in the playoff hunt. And if they started right now, they would be in the playoffs. But can we be honest about something? Duck Hodges, it's not like he's been great, man. I mean, it's not like he's gone out there and put up Kurt Warner numbers from the Arena League. Okay, let, let, let's just be truthful about it. And now, after an emotional vengeance game against the Browns with all the drama attached to it, Mason Rudolph, helmet smashing, Miles Garrett, racial slur allegations, fights, suspensions, fines, all of that, Freddie Kitchens with a T-shirt, after all of that, the Steelers are a favorite on the road with a third-string quarterback against a team who just got blown out but has been competitive in most of their games this season. I don't like it. Something doesn't seem right to me as far as Pittsburgh goes in this game. Give me Arizona and give me the points on Sunday. The lady, what are you Seahawks and Rams. This is Sunday Night Football. What a treat on Sunday Night Football so we can have the most depressing lighting in all of sports, which is the L.A. Coliseum. I mean, every time they show the L.A. Coliseum at night, it looks like one of those supermarkets who are trying to save money on the power bills or the electricity bills, so they just shut off half the lights in the aisle so you can't really see whether or not you're buying detergent uh, or like a, a bag of dog food. It's, it's, it's weird, but that's the L.A. Coliseum. This game started at the Seahawks minus three. It's now down to a pick em in most places. Who cares? We're not betting this game. We're not, we're not t- betting the line in this game. We're going with a TV prop. All right, we're going we're gonna to right some wrongs here because we've been terrible on TV props when it comes to these games. You know what Sunday is? 
more than likely it's the last time the Seahawks are going to play in the LA Coliseum. Okay? Which more than likely means it's the last time Pete Carroll coaches in the Coliseum. And with all those great years at USC and an opportunity to get nostalgic during the holidays, I think NBC milks it for all they can. I mean, what are you going to do? If you're in Chicago and you're showing the holidays, Chicago's a great holiday city. You can show the Budweiser Clydesdales. You can show the giant Christmas tree downtown. What are you going to do in L.A.? Show Santa Monica Pier? Come on. Milk it for all it's worth. Find the nostalgic uh, element to this game. And the nostalgic element to this game is Pete Carroll back in the Coliseum one last time before the Rams move somewhere else and the Seahawks go to play at this new big venue uh, over by where the uh, the old forum was in Inglewood. So here's my bet. Here's my Knox lock. I think there will be Pete Carroll highlights or references at USC shown during the game. We are over on the season on TV props. We're going to hit it this time. That's my final Knox Locks. And that is the Week 14 edition. Knox. Do not trust me. Do not rely on me. Hey, look, say whatever you want, man. If I can go 4-1 and one this week, then it comes down to it. All right? Then it comes down to it. If I go 4-1 and one this week, we got a real opportunity here. Uh, Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, again, get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox at the Jonas Knox as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. All right, coming up next, uh, there is uh, somebody in the NFL who is going to get some bad news, but I'll tell you why. It's actually a great thing for this individual. Find out who I'm talking about next here on FSR. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. 
Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, coming up in uh, just a couple of minutes from now, we are going to get into a situation in the NFL. It's Look, it's going to be bad news for somebody in the NFL. I actually think it's a good thing, uh, so we'll have that for you a couple of minutes from now here on FSR. Uh, also, uh, mentioned this uh, uh, early last hour or late last hour here on Fox Sports Radio. So there's this outrage. People are uh, are bothered by this Peloton commercial. It's this bike, uh, and they think that a guy giving his his wife uh, an exercise bike is sort of demeaning or sort of uh, shames her in a certain way. And so there's just this fake outrage. Everybody's got to be offended. It's like, oh, it's been ten minutes. Let's get offended about something, whatever. I, I, I mean, like if my fiance got me hair gel for Christmas, I wouldn't say to her, "Do you have something against my leaving conditioner?" Who cares? Stop it. Just cut the crap. But that that's how people are. They want to they want to bitch about this stuff. Um the commercial that I am totally outraged by uh, that is played more than any commercial I've ever seen in the look, the the Geico Cavemen commercial, like I still am a fan of those. Um I wish they would bring them back. Uh, not a, we love Geico here at Fox Sports Radio. I love the Geico cavemen. I, I absolutely love them. I don't know who those actors are, but they really do look like cavemen. Like I, I don't know if they were like uh, in a block of ice somewhere in Burbank, and they decided, you know what? Why don't we go ahead uh, dig them up and uh, let's give them in this Geico commercial? But uh, I'm a big fan of the Geico cavemen. This Stella commercial, where the guy has his son, says, "You know, come, come help your man, your old man with the dishes." And then they show the son and the dad age throughout the years, and they're playing some hokey crap ass song in the background. I, watch, I'm telling you, just watch a football game this weekend and count how many times they play that effing Stella commercial. Watch, I'm telling you. It will be played a minimum of five times a game, probably in the first half of a football game you watch this weekend. I'm telling you. Not two, not I'm three, sick of it. Not four, not five. Forget about the Peloton. Forget about uh, forget about all of that. Forget about what you think of the Peloton commercial. I am tired of it. Like, when are they going to air the, the second half of that commercial where the son tells his dad to kiss his ass and I'm not going to do the dishes. Do them yourself, pops. I'm out of here. I want to go to the bars. I don't want to hang out here and do dishes with you and drink a drink a bad beer off a countertop. I just I I I how many times? God. So, uh be outraged about Peloton. Uh, I've got my issues with Stella. And there's that. Uh, by the way, we are going to play Guess That Garbage coming up here uh, a little over 5 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. 877-99 on Fox. 877-996-6369. Guess That Garbage is coming up in a little over five minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, if you want to be a part of the number one NFL trivia show anywhere on Sports Talk Radio, 
877-99 on Fox. Guess that garbage. If you've been paying attention to the NFL for the past week or so, this should be no problem whatsoever at all. But you guys are usually terrible at this. So if you've got the balls, 877-996-6369. Guess that garbage coming up a little over five minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. You are garbage. So uh, the Dallas Cowboys uh, train wreck, which is just, I mean, such an enjoyable, enjoyable uh, a thing to be a part of. Now, I don't wish ill will on the Dallas Cowboys. I don't have anything against them. I didn't grow up a Giants fan, an Eagles fan, a Redskins fan. I don't, you know, whatever. The Cowboys are the Cowboys. Uh, that's fine. They were great in the 90s. I think that's why there uh, are so many people that are Cowboy fans, um, you know, uh, at least in my generation, because a lot of them grew up watching the Cowboys in the 90s, and they were America's team, and they had superstar players, and they won Super Bowls and all of that. Um. I think the issues with the Cowboys are Jerry Jones. We can sit here and we can we can blame Jason Garrett and we can blame whatever we want on that roster. I think the issues are Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones is the problem. And I like Jerry Jones, but it but it's an issue. There's no other owner that's got multiple interviews on a local affiliate in Dallas every single week. No other owner that they go to for postgame comments. No other owner is shown in the press box as much as Jerry Jones. He has created and developed a culture that is borderline toxic in Dallas. And I like him just as much as the next guy. I've never met Jerry Jones. I think I talked to him on the phone once during an interview, uh, and he couldn't have been nicer. I've heard nothing but good things about Jerry Jones. So it's not a personal thing. I just think his handling, especially of this year's Cowboys, is bizarre to say the least and so a week ago you had him crying after the the loss to the buffalo bills then this week uh he goes on a local uh, goes on the fan in dallas and 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 gets dumped and and almost gets the radio station shut down for a short time because he can't keep his you know curse words out of his mouth doing a radio hit like it's it's bizarre behavior by an owner of a team who feels like he's pouting and doesn't know what to do with his emotions when it comes to the dallas cowboys and so Jerry Jones, uh, in talking about the situation with Jason Garrett, who is the biggest scapegoat in the NFL right now, had this to say on the fan in Dallas. Is there any part of you that gets tired of hearing the questions about Garrett's job security? And do you understand why those questions keep coming up? Of course, I understand why they come up. Uh, our fans are interested. Uh, they're, they're frustrated that we're not playing better. And I understand that. And I know. Uh, and so I fully expect to uh, have those questions, and uh, uh, I know that if you really think about it, if I did have answers as to different directions regarding talent, if I did, I would not share them right now (laughs) because, uh, first of all, if uh, uh, you've got other teams' talent in mind, that's tampering. We we, uh, we won't understand that because of some of the answers you just can't give. Do you understand (laughs) <laughs> we we just had to drop that twice. It's just like, dude, I get a hold of your emotions. Like, what what an emotional roller coaster it is to 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 be a member of the Dallas Cowboys right now. Like, what the hell is happening? Like, somebody else made the point. Like, Michael Bennett's been there an hour and a half. Why is he the leader? Like, like what what's happening here? Like, why 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 is that the case? It just I I keep hearing all this, but. Big picture, if like who is this going to benefit? And here's the guy that I think is actually going to walk away from all this and just breathe a giant sigh of relief. 
and it's Jason Garrett. At some point, you just got to get out. You got to get away from it. Like, it's really cool to be a head coach, but is it worth the grind? Is it worth the stress, the constant criticism? Like, I know this from years and years ago when I worked in in sales, and it was over-the-phone sales for marketing and things like that. First of all, I was horrendous at it. Absolutely terrible, because I just, I couldn't lie. And I wasn't going to screw somebody uh, uh, out of money just so I could hit a quota. I, I just, I refused to do it. And so I always was bordering on on the verge of getting fired at this company. And I just remember there would be this sort of stress towards the end of the month to where it was almost intolerable. Like, oh my God, like you, like your entire livelihood is dependent on whether or not somebody else says yes to something you offer. I Like that it. That for me, that's an awful way to live. I and Jason Garrett's entire livelihood and his career is dependent on whether or not somebody else can perform and play at a level that is uh, that is considered successful by an owner who's got expectations that are out of this world. And I just think Jason Garrett's going to walk away from all this and say, "You know what, man? Like I'm out. Like I, I think he's going to breathe just a giant sigh of relief. I really do." And it, I, I remember, and I've talked about this, when the Warriors finally lost to the Raptors last year in the NBA Finals, like, do you see how relieved they were? Like, they weren't heartbroken. They weren't, you know, they were bummed out. Obviously, their competitors, they were disappointed that they lost. They looked relieved, man. Like, it's just such a grind. There's so much stress attached to it. And finally, you don't have to worry about it. Like, they say, you know, the worst, you know, what, what's the only thing worse than getting your ass whooped is having to think about it. Like Jason Garrett's been having to think about getting fired every single week, multiple times a week during games, the conversation, it only gets louder. And the own, the owner only continues to, to push the story forward, only continues to leave it out there going into the season. No contract pass this year. Okay. Well, we know what this conversation is going to be about all year. My job the next year in the, with the Dallas Cowboys, do I even have one? And I think Jason Garrett, when they decide to walk away from him as head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, which as of right now, that's happening. When they decide to walk away from him, I would be willing to bet anything, and I would love to sit him down and have a conversation with him. Know you're bummed out. Know you're a longtime member of that organization. Isn't part of you kind of relieved? Like, good God, man. Like, at some point, it's just too much. And I think Jason Garrett's going to feel a sense of relief when he gets out of that environment because as great of a job as it is and as great of an owner as Jerry Jones is and, and as prestigious of a position as that is to be head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, sometimes the stress outweighs everything else. And I think that's exactly where Jason Garrett finds himself. Uh, Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, you can listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app. Uh, you can also find us on Sirius XM Channel 83 as we come to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Coming up next, uh, we are going to play Guess That Garbage. If you have watched any of the NFL or paid attention to anything in the NFL over the past several days, you should have no issue with this whatsoever. The problem is you guys always do because you're terrible. So if you want to be a part of it, if you've got the guts, if you've got the balls to be a part of the hottest game show anywhere on Sports Talk Radio, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. Guess that garbage is next here on FSR. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, it's Brian Finley. Thank you so much, Jonas. Utah choke-jobbing it at the Pac-12 Championship, barfing up their postseason and playoff chances, I should say. Oregon winning 37-15. 
and they get a trip to the Rose Bowl. C.J. Verdell, 208 yards on the ground. He had three scores for the Ducks. The Utes had two turnovers, and they went 0 for 4 on fourth downs. Online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. In the NBA on Friday, the Lakers got a big game from LeBron James as he was thrashing the Trailblazers. Here's LeBron underneath. He gets it to Bird. He couldn't put it right up. Now he tries to pull his way, and it goes in for an and one. Lakers TV, James and Anthony Davis combined for 70 points as they triumph 136-113. L.A. improves to 20-3. The Clippers face plant to the Bucks 119-91. Giannis on his 25th birthday had 27 points. Kawhi Leonard 17 points on 5 of 14 from the field. He had five turnovers. The Celtics are now 9-0 at home this season after blasting the Nuggets 108-95. Jason Tatum 26 points and Jalen Brown 21 points. Hey, great, great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. And in college hoops, first rank Louisville able to pitfall Pittsburgh 64-46. The Cardinals rode a 17-4 second half run. Back to Jonas Knox in the Geico Fox Sports Studios. Thanks, Brian. Yes, we come to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. All right, coming up in about 12 minutes from now uh, here on Fox Sports Radio, um, a lot of people's biggest fear in the world of sports looks like it's actually happening. Right, the big one of the biggest fears in the world of sports could actually be happening and play out this weekend. We'll get to the bottom of that here coming up in about twelve minutes from now here on FSR. You can also get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox. Uh, guy writes in on Twitter, "You bleep ass USC fan bitch and apologist. Enjoy more eight and four seasons while your cracker ass runs around in SC gear yelling fight on." Dumbass bleep couldn't even qualify to walk around that campus. All right. Uh, it's time for this. Oh, my God. What the hell is that smell? These two teams flat out stink. Stinks. It always has stunk. He stinks. This stinks. He stunk. Welcome to the party, baby. How's that? It's Guess That Garbage. How the hell's that guy know I'm a cracker? Honest to God, like how the guy could be Jamaican. It's radio. I can be whatever the hell I want. What does he know? I'm Egyptian. Like, well, how does he know I'm a cracker? For God's sakes. Maybe I'm Indian. You never Racist. know. Yeah, like, unbelievable, man. Talk about stereotyping. What? Do, I mean, do I sound white? I am outraged. <laughs> All right. Uh, all right, so uh, guess that garbage here on Fox Sports Radio. Here's what we do. Every single week, we go around uh, the country. Sometimes we go around the world, and we see who the hell out there has been paying attention to the NFL. I have got a list of trivia questions here, all NFL-related. If you've been watching, paying attention, keeping track of the NFL over the past several days, these should not be hard for you. But for some reason, you guys get nervous on the air. You struggle. You start to overthink things. And generally majority of the time you guys are terrible so we will play it again here on fox sports radio so let's first uh let's go all the way out to idaho where riff is listening here on fox sports radio riff what's happening jonas everybody knows that you're mexican you told us like a month ago damn straight uh jonas knox says 
That's right. Jonas Knox says. And look, you know what? Uh, my fiance is Mexican, so I think that counts. Yeah, you know, that, double the Mexican. Yeah, I think, I think that counts. Uh, now, uh, so Riff, you're in Idaho. Uh, so what's happening in Idaho? You guys got a, a big Mountain West uh, championship game coming up there later on, right? Yeah, it's, it's going to be a big one. I think they'll take it and go to the Cotton Bowl. Yeah, I think uh, I, I think Hawaii got screwed is what I think. Uh, my my <laughs> beloved Rainbow Warriors got screwed. You know Hawaii's playing 15 games this year? How is that fair? <laughs> Like they're playing 15, 15 games as a college football team. I don't know how it's fair. And they go to a conference championship game, and then I got to go to Boise. But it uh, should be a fun one. We'll be excited to watch it. Uh, now, speaking of watching games, did you happen to see any of Thursday Night Football? Um, I heard Thursday Night Football yeah. a little bit. So All right. Let's this, see. Yeah, and, and so the reason I bring that up is because, yeah, obviously Bears beat the Cowboys. It's been kind of a rough, you know, week, two weeks, three weeks. Ah, screw it. 25 years Speaking for the Dallas garbage. Cowboys. Yeah, you know, it's just the Dallas Cowboys have had a rough year. But here's my question for you. And it's multiple choice. So listen to all these options before you take your guess. Who was the last starting quarterback the Cowboys beat this year? All right, here are your options. Was it Daniel Jones, Jeff Driscoll, Carson Wentz, Dwayne Haskins, or Colin Kaepernick? <laughs> Let's go Carson Wentz. Ooh, that is incorrect. That's a good guess, but that is incorrect. Um, Jeff Driscoll is your uh, correct answer here on Fox Sports Radio, the uh, last starting quarterback that the Dallas Cowboys have beaten this season. So, I'm not taking shots, Chris, uh, uh, pride of Detroit. I'm not taking shots. I'm just, I, I'm simply putting together trivia questions here. All right. I'm not trying to, not trying to take shots here. I actually like David Blau. Is that how we, have we settled on it? Is that how you say it? Blau? I don't know. Blow? Blau? Blau? I, okay. I don't know. I, I look, listen, there's a lot of I ways. I cover you, the team and I don't even know. Yeah. I, there's a lot of ways you could take that name uh, and run with it. And uh, that's what, uh, you know, the segment we do next hour is for. Uh, all right. Let's go to, uh, let's go to Canada where, is this the great, is this the great cowboy in Windsor, Ontario here yes. on Fox Sports Radio? How about yes, Cowboy? Sure look at this. Cowboy who is. The only guest, all right, the only nightly guest on the Ben Maller show on Fox Sports Radio heard during the week. And for you to carve out a little bit of time for us here on Weekend Overnights, Cowboy, we are honored here, sir. Well, thank you. Although a lot of people say I don't sound black, so I mean, you know, I'm kind of used to that. <laughs> you know what? You learn something new every day. That is, and, and tell me, and so listen, now, now we can relate. Because uh, apparently I sound white, and then you're telling me that a lot of people think that you don't sound black. So, listen, uh, yeah, that's... although my maternal grandfather p- uh, played in the Negro League, so I'm obviously black. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, my cousins Ferguson Jenkins will be 77 next week. So, hey, and you know what? Now that I'm, now that I think about it, you know that's a very good point. We can confirm Cowboy in Windsor. Breaking news is black. Yeah, we can confirm that. Uh, so this is what we do on weekend overnights. We have confirmed that here. Now, I want us I want us a seventy eighth anniversary of Pearl Harbor today. So, oh, well, that's how we take a turn here on the segment. That's uh, all right. Well, okay. well, yeah, and and we, uh, you know, obviously we uh, we remember all that, and that makes uh, this transition a little bit uncomfortable. But uh, all right, so Cowboy. Uh, speaking of the Cowboys, now you did you know that the uh, Cowboys lost to the uh, Bears on Thursday night football? Yeah, I listened to it. Yeah. Well, here's the question I have for you. This is a true or false question. True or false? Jason Garrett has never had a losing season as a head coach. True or false? That's false. He's had one losing season before this year, and he's going to have a second one. 
Bingo, bango. There he is, a great cowboy in Windsor. Cowboy, that is correct. Cowboy, you call back anytime. You are royalty here on FSR. Love that guy. Love cowboy in Windsor. By the way, how about the Maller Militia, who want to hate me so bad, but I got Cowboy in my corner? You guys can all kiss my ass. How'd that feel? Uh, let's go out to Angel in Phoenix here on Fox Sports Radio. Angel in Phoenix uh, here on FSR. Angel, what's happening? How's it going, Jonas? Jonas, you need to calm down with that Stella commercial. You, it, 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 you, you're going to have a heart attack or something. Okay. All right. Okay, Angel, you mean to tell me that commercial's not played too much? What? I haven't seen it, but I'm going to look for it tomorrow. Right. You trust me. Trust me. The Stella commercial where the dad asks his son to help him with the dishes, uh, it is nauseating how much they play that commercial. Now, uh, let, let's get to let's not bury the lead here. Angel in Phoenix. Uh, now, are you working at the store right now? Oh, yes. Yeah, so, so here's what we do. So Angel's in Phoenix. Uh, overnight, he stocks up all the shelves at the supermarket there in Phoenix. And so we have to go around and try and guess what item he is currently stocking uh, at at the supermarket right now. All right, so we will go around the room here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, so everybody's going to take a guess. Chris Perfett, take a guess. What is Angel stocking currently uh, in Phoenix right now here on FSR? Sounds pretty heavy. I'm going to go with, I've seen them at a few other places, a uh, stack of those instant pots kind of somewhere that you can pick oh, okay. up, you know, little pressure cookers. Interesting. Okay, that yeah, it does sound heavy. That's a good point. Uh, Ryan Bershinger, go ahead and uh, take your guess here. Uh, I, d- I do hear the weight to it. Uh, let's do some Hormel chili, extra spicy with beans. Oh, okay. Extra. Wow, that is very specific. All right, now we go to Brian Finley. Finley, you want to take a guess as to what uh, Angel and Phoenix is stocking here? He is stocking gluten-free corn dogs. Mm, interesting. Yeah, I mean, it does sound like frozen foods. I can see why you would go with the uh, gluten-free corn dogs. Uh, all right, let me take my guess here. I am going to go with... Canned peaches. I'm going to go with canned peaches. All right. So, Angel and Phoenix, what are you stocking currently right now here in the supermarket? Uh, Velastic pickles. Oh, damn it. Come on, Finley. Pickles are right down your aisle. Come on, man. Damn it. And, and is it, is it the, the whole pickles or are they the spears? It's, it's uh, the whole deal. Oh, okay. uh, I got all of them. Coaster oh, deals. Gotcha. All right. Yeah. You yeah. listen. Uh, all right. Well, that's a bummer. Uh, all right. So, uh, Angel and Phoenix, uh, here's my question for you. So, Ron Rivera was fired by the Panthers earlier this week. What team did Ron Rivera win a Super Bowl with as a player? Wow. Uh, 49ers? Oof. Decent guess, but that is incorrect. It was in the time. 80s. It was in the 80s. It was the Chicago Bears. He was a member of the Chicago Bears uh, in that 1985-86 Super Bowl team. Uh, speaking of Chicago, let's go to Illinois where Todd is listening here on Fox Sports Radio. Todd, what's happening? How you doing, Jonas? Good, man. Just hanging out. What's going on? I'm working. I'm clinging papers again. Nice, uh, man. You got to keep hustling, right? It's the holidays. You got to make some extra scratch. Absolutely. Hey, one other thing that a lot of people don't know about Cowboy, the guy goes from by memory with all these dates for the most part. He doesn't have internet or computer. Yeah, no, he's uh, he's an amazing te- – look, I, I, I'm telling you right now, I think he's better than Rain Man. I swear to God. As far as memory, like you drop a, a thing of toothpicks on the floor, he'll count how many are on there before you have an opportunity. I love That's Cowboy good. in Windsor. He's a good man. Good. Uh, all right, so, Todd, here's my question for you. Who is the only team in the NFL yet to win a road game? Holy cow. Okay. Um, yet to win a road game? 
I'll just say this is be low-hanging fruit uh, Redskins. Ooh, that is a very good guess. Uh, unfortunately, it's the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, the Cincinnati Bengals would be the correct answer. Yet to win a road game in the NFL. Who knows? Maybe they'll shock the Browns this weekend. Maybe that'll happen. Uh, and then finally, let's go to Boston, where Ray is listening here on FSR. Ray, what's happening? Hey, what's up, John? How you doing? Good, man. What are you doing? I'm driving. Uh, now, are, are you yourself driving? Uh, did you uh, Did you go out tonight? Did you have fun on a Friday into a Saturday or what? No, I'm actually, man. I'm I'm driving to Arizona. Oh, okay. I hear you. Now, now, so Ray. Long trip. Yeah, no, that is a long trip. Um, I mean, listen, uh, you know, if you uh, get after it a little bit, you could be in Arizona by, I don't know, a couple hours, two, two, three hours maybe, all the way from Boston. That'll be a, 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 a very quick drive. Why not just uh, fly? Is is driving part of the uh, part of the job? Yeah. Or? Exactly. I'm actually, I drive. Four five thousand miles away. Oh, I hear you now. Can can, uh, can we hear your horn, man? Yeah, I just beeped. I'm not a semi. I'm after that. Oh, I'm okay. Man. Oh, well, listen. I mean, listen. You know, every horns come in different sizes. You know what I mean? Yeah, I just uh, got a regular horn. Like yeah, that's all right, man. Hey, I got the same horn as you. Uh, all right, so here yeah. we go. Uh, Ray, here's my question for you. So Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen meet this Sunday, and they're two of right. the top three rushing quarterbacks in the NFL. So Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen are two of the top three rushing quarterbacks in the NFL. Who's the other? Uh, Russell Wilson. Ooh, very good guess, but that is incorrect. Uh, the correct time. answer would be Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray would be the correct answer. And with that, a one and four performance here on Guess That Garbage. So, oh, garbage. Uh, listen, it's not a bad performance. It's just a typical performance here on Guess That Garbage. All right. Uh, that was all over the place. Uh, Jonas Knox here on FSR from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox. Up next. What people feared would happen in the world of sports looks like it's actually happening. Find out what it is here on FSR. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. 
I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, all right, coming up in uh, about 10 minutes from now here on FSR, uh, this is probably rock bottom for one team this season in the NFL, and it's a story I don't think a lot of people are talking about, so we will have that for you 10 minutes from now on FSR. I want to let you know uh, we are brought to you by Discover. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year automatically with no limit to how much will match. Millions of people a year are getting their cash back match. Discover cash back match. What are you waiting for? Learn more at discover.com slash cash back match. Uh, so I mentioned, uh, so this weekend, coming up on Saturday night, Andy Ruiz and Anthony Joshua are fighting. Heavyweight boxing, Ruiz pulled off this massive upset of Anthony Joshua uh, a few months back. And so one of the things everybody was waiting to see is, you know, how is Anthony Joshua or Andy Ruiz going to respond? Andy Ruiz is is a heavy set guy, first ever Mexican uh, heavyweight champion of the world. But his body, I mean, he looks he looks chubby. He, he looks overweight, but his hands are really fast and he's really skilled, so looks are deceiving. And so you started hearing some rumblings that, well, you know, he got paid more money than he's ever made before and he's out buying some cars and you just hope he takes the training, you know, as serious as he did the last time when they got ready for the fight. And uh, so they had the weigh-ins uh, on Friday and... Uh, Anthony Joshua came in 10 pounds lighter than his previous fight. You know, wanted to make sure his hand speed really taken this serious because he was kind of embarrassed last time. And uh, Andy Ruiz came in 15 pounds heavier. So uh, for all the fears of whether or not it was going to go to his head or to the wrong places, it looks like it has. It doesn't mean everything. It doesn't mean he's going to lose, but it's a bad sign as the fight approaches on Saturday night. We've got more next out of the NFL here on FSR. In a season full of expectations for two franchises, uh, we may have found the low point for both. We'll get to the bottom of that here coming up in just a couple of moments. Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio. You can check out the show on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on SiriusXM Channel 83 and on every one of our Fox Sports Radio affiliates, wherever you are taking part in this program. We always appreciate a few minutes of your time as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. So, uh, I've been, I, you know, kind of looking around and I always put these, you know, notes together for the NFL and I always take a look, you know, like uh, games coming up and just, you know, stuff that I think about when I'm going into these games. And, um, I was looking around and, and kind of looking at one of the AFC matchups, and I, I think that I actually found rock bottom for one team, and I don't think a lot of people are talking about it. So if you were to go back, start of the season, and I were, were to say to you, 
like who's the most excited fan base in the league? Like the one fan base that you look at and you go, they're going to be excited. Like that, that is a fan base that is fired up. To me, there's a clear answer. It's the Cleveland Browns. Like a clear answer. I mean, there's no other fan base that came into this season thinking, okay, all right, like, yeah, let's do this. It was the Browns. They've been bad for so long. They finally got some juice in the building. Uh, they go out. They they trade for Odell Beckham. They've got their quarterback. They they you know uh, bring the, the coach that they wanted to bring in. Uh, you know, like everything felt like it was there. They were on hard knocks last year, and it felt like you know you got you know uh, they're confident. They've got swagger. Baker Mayfield, like all that stuff. Like the Browns, that was the most exciting team coming into the season like that was the team that was getting so many of the headlines so much buzz everything attached to it and a fan base like try and find one that was excited as the Cleveland Browns going into the year you can't find one like you could say I mean you could look around the NFL now and say well there's a fan base that's finally back look the Bills fans have always been there that's a loyal fan base but I don't think they expected that they were going to be nine and three at this point I really don't I don't think that was the case. You can say the Jets, they were really excited going into the season, but the Jets, there's still a negative vibe attached to them, and it did feel like even though they made a couple of signings and they've got a, a new head coach, that this wasn't quite the year. You know, Cowboy fans were excited, but Cowboy fans are always excited. I mean, that that's what they do. They get excited going into the season. You know, like, you, like go around the – like, I just – I don't think you can find another team in the league – that you look at and go, they are fired up for this year. This feels like this is the year for them. Raider fans started feeling that after about week five. And then the last couple of weeks has brought them back down to reality that, yeah, probably still a year, two years away. You know, this was a free roll. It's all about Vegas, you know, all that stuff. But the Browns are the team that of any fan base, they had the most to look forward to. And I think it's safe to say that as we look at this season for the Cleveland Browns, you can call it a disappointment. Me, I actually think, regardless, this season has been a success for the Browns. Because we can complain about their 5-7 and seven record. Man, that team went 0-16 a couple years ago. Like they, From that season, 12 games in, they've seen a 500% increase on their win total. All right, they are a successful season. All right, I know maybe it's not the success you were thinking of, but it's a successful season. But here is where I think we have reached rock bottom for the Cleveland Browns. And there's several times throughout the course of the year that you could look at the Browns and say, that was rock bottom. I mean, several times. Whether it was going back to last week and Freddie Kitchens wearing the Pittsburgh started it shirt, nah, that might have been rock bottom. Uh, or you go back to some of the uh, uh, games early in the season that you expected they were going to come out and win. You know, like the season opener where, oh my God, it's the Titans. The Browns have got this at home. Uh, losing by 30, you could say that was rock bottom. Uh, you can say uh, getting blown out uh, at San Francisco by the 49ers. You could say that was rock bottom. Uh, you could go to uh, the game against the Patriots. You could go to the game at Denver to where they lost and then had a member of the team threaten gang violence on media members and fans afterwards. You could very easily say that was rock bottom. Like there are several moments that you can look at. Miles Garrett. You know, uh, hitting Mason Rudolph over that, you could say, well, that was rock bottom. Like, there are opportunities to point to the Browns and say, that was rock bottom. And what a lot of people will do is they'll go back to last week and they'll say, rock bottom, 
Rock Bottom was losing to Duck Hodges and the Pittsburgh Steelers, a third-string quarterback, that was Rock Bottom. Uh, I have the my version of Rock Bottom for the Cleveland Browns, and it's this. In a season where they were talked about going to the playoffs, winning the division, and contending in the AFC, the Cleveland Browns, in an early December home game, in 50-degree weather on Sunday, have tickets going for as low as $8. <laughs> what happened? This this was the most talked-about team in the NFL. And you can get to a game now for 8 bucks in December? I don't want to hear anything about the weather. It's 50 degrees. It's 50 degrees out here in Southern California. 50-degree weather in December. And tickets are eight bucks at a Browns game? Well, it's because they're playing the Bengals. Hold on a second. Let me remind you, you didn't win an effing game a couple of years ago. You lost every game in the regular season. You had 11 wins over the previous four years. Who cares who you're playing? Especially if it's the Bengals and it looks like it's a win. So it's maybe the most winnable game on the entire schedule. And tickets are eight bucks. That to me is rock bottom. Tickets to the Redskins were five bucks a couple of weeks ago, and I understand that. But the Browns, eight bucks? You could, like, Jacksonville. Jacksonville and the LA Chargers on Sunday, tickets are more expensive to that game. Like, why the hell? I I just, I I don't, and I think it just goes back to the original point. Expectations. What were your expectations going into the season? Like, did Browns fans really think that they were going to be like, you know, nine and three, eight and four at this point in the season? And, and then we go, like, is that what we really thought? I mean, is that you like you really thought that was the case? And now that they're not what you just don't want to go to games like they can't give away tickets anymore. Eight bucks to get to a Browns game in early December. One of the most talked about teams in the league. I mean, a year ago, the Browns won their first game in, in, in ages and they had these automatic Bud Light fridges that opened up and dropped beers out of them. Like, that's how desperate they were for a win. And now here we are. You've got five on the season. It's December. Decent weather in Cleveland that time of year. And tickets are eight bucks? Like, I don't get it. I, I, I really don't. I mean, what what was what did you think this season was going to be like? Did you think it was just going to be 15-1 and one in the 85 Bears? And, oh, don't worry, we're going to remote. No, no. Like, like you had to know that it was still going to be a slow build, right? I mean, you had to know. And apparently they didn't because you can get into a game now for under 10 bucks. Like, like two Happy Meals cost more than a Browns ticket this Sunday. That's insane to me. I get it if this is the 0-16 team. I 100% get it. But this is, this is a team and an organization that has been desperate for any sort of spice, any sort of buzz, you know, uh, uh, just a face, a voice, a presence in the league. You've got it. Maybe it's not the the record that you wanted. Maybe it's not the big-time wins that you wanted. Maybe there's a little bit more negativity attached to it than you wanted. But you know what? You got it. And I consider this year a success for the Browns. I really do. 
I'm not just saying that. I think sometimes we get so caught up in the record instead of what the record was. Like, what the record is now is not a great record. You're five and seven. But do you remember what you were? Do you remember how it was a couple of years ago? And if you factor that in, this has been a successful year. Like, nobody took the Browns serious. Nobody cared. It's the Browns. They were the laughing stock of the league. And now, without winning even a playoff game, without even having a, a winning season, the Cleveland Browns get everybody's best shot. You know who gets everybody's best shot? The best teams in the league. The Browns aren't close to being one of the best teams in the league, and they're getting everybody's best shot. That's success. That comes with Super Bowl champions, NBA Finals champions, MVPs, uh, heavyweight champions. You get everybody's best shot if you're the champ. The Browns aren't even a winning football team. They're not even a good football team. They're getting everybody's best shot. That's success. And here we are in December, and tickets are eight bucks. What the hell's happening here? Like a, a pack of Gillette razors behind the hard case at Walmart that you need to go get somebody unlocked for you are more expensive than a Browns ticket? What is going on here? Like, what happened to this team? I'm t- it's just it's all about what you expected going into the season. And if you expected a Super Bowl run and all that, then I, I think you were completely misguided in your thoughts but here we are man and you've got a a football team that's worth talking about that people are interested nationally and apparently people aren't interested enough to want to go to games because you can get into one for under 10 bucks i don't get it i really don't jonas knox fox sports radio i want to let you know we are brought to you by discover want to hear something amazing discover matches all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year automatically with no limit to how much will match millions of people a year are getting their cash back match discover cash back match what are you waiting for learn more discover.com slash cash back match uh get me on twitter at the jonas knox at the jonas knox uh, on twitter uh coming up next uh, there is a a situation developing, um, and, and and I'll say this: it's developing in the world of football. But there is one incident that took place that I can't help but think maybe wasn't addressed in the proper manner. All right, so find out what we're talking about football related next year on FSR. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, Coming up uh, a little over 10 minutes from now here on FSR, we will play another award-winning edition of Pro Wrestler or Porn Star, uh, 877-99 on Fox. If you want to be a part of the hottest game show anywhere on sports radio, Pro Wrestler or Porn Star, 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. I also have another thought in the world of football coming up here momentarily. Uh, so I get a kick out of these. Sometimes TMZ posts these headlines uh, via Twitter, uh, which are uh, just amazing. And uh, the latest one I just saw is Elliot from ET used toilet water in DUI urine test. All right. So the guy who played Elliot in ET, uh, who, by the way, in his mugshot, he actually looks like ET. Okay. But he but he actually looks like ET in the creek uh, to where ET in the creek looks like, uh, you know, just like some cadaver, uh, you know, uh, sitting around uh, in in a in a body of water. Uh, let Let's go live to our. Let me interrupt your thoughts on ET and the star of ET, Chris Perfett, for the latest. Chris, well, you're putting me on the spot. I was just adding. I want to add in real quick on Elliot. Wasn't he just on like a commercial where they reprised ET with like him grown up? Twenty years later, or something. I don't know. I, I, I was like some. It was like some Comcast commercial. He yeah, was that's the thing. I I saw him in that, but they're showing this mugshot. And I swear to God, he looks like the actual ET. And then it makes me wonder <laughs> if maybe he should have gotten Best Actor nominations because if he was if he was actually ET and Elliot in the same movie. I mean, we're talking about a range as far as acting goes that I think is second to none. And so they they gave out details. Apparently, this guy. Um, so when the cops arrested him, they found him. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh at this, but just thinking about the kid from E.T., it makes it funny. So this kid from E.T., as an adult in real life, was passed out asleep in the middle of an intersection when the cops found him. Okay. So now I don't know if he was like following a trail of Reese's Pieces or what he was doing. But nonetheless, they found him. They take him to the, to the jail cell. He tells the cop that he wants to give them a urine sample. And so when the cop turns their back, he brings back his urine sample, but they notice that the urine sample in the cup wasn't warm. And so they realized, and it was also filled to the brim and it was clear. So this idiot, <laughs> this idiot, 
Well, like what a moron! So, the, so Elliot from ET filled up his urine sample with like, uh, you know, a, you know, a, like a Kirkland bottle of water from Costco or whatever it was, and then gave it to the cops like they would think it was his urine. <laughs> what a moron! Like, like, how do you think that flies? You you can't you can't afford an Uber, dude. I, like, you were an ET. You can't afford an Uber. I mean, come on, man. What's he doing? And why does he look like E.T.? Like, that that's thats the more bizarre thing about all this. Like, it, like he actually looks like the E.T. So I just, I, I think it's fun. Like, whenever I see these headlines pop up, I go, what? E- Elliot from E.T. used toilet water in, no, so it was toilet water in DUI urine tests. Because the way the article made it seem, all right, so he didn't have a bottle of water to sober up with. So he took the cup and scooped up his own toilet water and brought it back to the cop. <laughs> what a moron. And I'm a moron for, for skipping past that and thinking they were talking about like bottled water. Man. But uh, all right. Hey, you get uh, you get what you got coming to you. Uh, all right. Uh, Jonas Knox here on FSR. Again, a pro wrestler, a porn star coming up uh, 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. 877-99 on Fox. 877-996-6369. Pro wrestler or porn star here uh, on Fox Sports Radio. Um, all right. So now that we sort of have an understanding as to how the college football playoff is going to look, as we transition to the college football ranks uh, after uh, Utah with the opportunity of a lifetime to advance to the college football playoff proceeded to throw up in their own hands and then wipe their face with it on national television on Friday night. Utah is gone done. That's a wrap. And it's kind of a, I guess a, a, a double loss because with Utah losing, it means the PAC 12 loses because Oregon's not getting into the college football playoff. Even though they won the Pac-12 championship game on Friday night, even though they look great in the Pac-12 championship game on Friday night, a game to where everybody thought Utah was set up for success, uh, Oregon outplayed them, dominated them. It was a blowout. But it doesn't matter because Oregon decided it was a good idea to schedule a game against Auburn earlier in the season, and then they lost that game to Arizona State. So the Pac-12 is done. So Pac-12, you're gone. So now it comes down to a de facto play-in game between Baylor and Oklahoma coming up at noon Eastern time uh, for the Big 12 championship. Conventional wisdom is the winner of that game will get in because Georgia is going to lose in the SEC title game to LSU. The only way Georgia gets in sitting at the four spot is if Georgia beats LSU, right? But here's, I think, a, a, a wider conversation to have when it comes to Georgia. Like, you can make the case of all of the teams near the top, teams that have won losses to their resume, Georgia, by far and away, has the worst one loss of any team near the top, which begs the question, why the hell are they the fourth-ranked team in the country? I mean, like, like why is that the fourth-ranked team? Georgia lost to South Carolina. South Carolina is the armpit fart of the SEC. They are terrible. They're a terrible team. The fan base is disgusted with South Carolina football. I I know this from being and covering South Carolina football a decade ago. It's the worst South Carolina has looked in a decade plus. 
easily, and it's not close. And they beat Georgia in Athens. And here we are. Georgia controls their own destiny. So, we, like, we can, we can talk about, oh, my God, well, you know, this conference didn't do this and this conference. Like, it, I've been saying this for a couple of weeks now. Okay, but, but why is Georgia fourth? Like, like at some point, don't you don't you get punished when you have a really bad loss and Georgia's got by far the worst loss of any team near the top who's got one loss? Like, I'll, I'll say this. I think Alabama should be ranked higher than Georgia. And Alabama's got two losses because Alabama's two losses, one of them was to, to LSU and their quarterback was banged up. And that game was competitive majority of the way through. And you can argue Alabama could have won that game. And the other was to Auburn with their backup quarterback. And they put up 40-plus against the top 10 defense in the country that hadn't allowed more than 24 in a game all year long. Georgia lost to South Carolina. Who stinks? They're not going to a bowl game. And it was at home. Yeah, but it was overtime. And no, no, no. That game should have been over well before that. South Carolina was in control that game. Oh, and by the way, it was South Carolina's backup quarterback. Why the F is Georgia fourth? Like, that is, to me, the biggest issue with the college football playoff as to where it stands now. Because I think they look at it like, well, you know, I mean, it's going to play itself out anyway. So if Georgia, no, but, but the fact is, Georgia holding that four spot you're giving them an opportunity to control their own destiny when they absolutely should not have that ability at all. Absolutely not at all. Oregon lost to Arizona State and Auburn. I would put Oregon ahead of Georgia right now. I think I think their loss to South Carolina was that bad. I think it was that bad. Oklahoma lost to Kansas State. I would put Oklahoma ahead of Georgia right now because Kansas State's better than South Carolina. Like, that's, that's a worse loss than, than any team near the top. And, and so it's like we're, we're having, you know, these discussions about, okay, well, if this team gets in, and we're just sort of glossing over the fact that, God, if Georgia beats LSU, they get in. All right, like, that, that, that's awesome, but, I mean, why does Georgia have the, even that opportunity at all? Like, uh, to me, the only opportunity Georgia should have is an opportunity to move up to five. They should have no opportunity to, to to win and get into the college football playoff. I'm being serious. And that's not me you know, you know, speaking to try and stir up SEC fans. If you know me, I support the SEC. I can't understand why Georgia is sitting there at the four spot with an opportunity to control their own destiny. They lost to South Carolina, who is an awful football team. They are terrible, absolutely terrible. And they lost to their backup quarterback at home. And they're not going to be punished for it. I think I think it's crazy. I that that's that's the part of this whole discussion when it comes to the college football playoff that I don't think has gotten enough attention. Uh Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio. 877-99 on Fox is the phone number. 877-996-6369. That is an important number for you, and here's why. Every single week here on FSR, we play the hottest game show anywhere on Sports Talk Radio. It is called Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. If you've never heard of it, if you've never been a part of it, do not go anywhere. It is Radio Gold 877 877- 
877-996-6369. Pro wrestler or porn star is next. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, Brian Finley. Thank you so much, Jonas. Utah fans dry heaving after their team farted away any playoff chances, losing to Oregon 37-15 in the Pac-12 championship on Friday. This Utes team, known to be stout and massive up front, well, they weren't that way, and that's what Mario Cristobal, head coach for Oregon, noticed. The whole challenge all week was about physicality, right? Well, I think if you look at what was done in front of the line of scrimmage, it validates the uh, all the, the time and effort put into making us a more physical football team, and today showed up in the trenches right away. C.J. Verdell, running back for the Ducks, had three touchdowns, including two to seal the fate of Utah in that fourth quarter. The Lakers in the NBA improved to 20-3 and as they thrashed the Trailblazers 136-113. LeBron James and Anthony Davis combining for 70 points. The Bucks cracked down on the Clippers 119-91. Giannis had 27 points on his 25th birthday. They also bolt up to 20-3. and Kawhi Leonard, 17 points on 5 of 14 shooting. He was marred with five turnovers. The Celtics shoot up to 9-0 at home this season after disfiguring the Nuggets 108-95. Jason Tatum, 26 points. Jalen Brown, 21 points. And in college hoops, fifth-ranked Louisville able to surpass Pittsburgh 64-46. Fourth-ranked Michigan disgraces Iowa 103-91 and 10th ranked Duke is able to take down Virginia Tech 77-63. Back to Jonas Knox in the Geico Fox Sports Studios. Thanks, Brian. Coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Yeah, this... uh, this South Carolina uh, loss by Georgia is so bad, man. I mean, it, it, it's so bad. I, 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 don't, I don't understand how this is not being discussed more. Like why Georgia has an opportunity to win and get into the college football playoff. You know, South Carolina hasn't scored a touchdown in almost a month. <laughs> like they haven't scored a touchdown in almost a month. Like think about that. And and they beat Georgia at home. And Georgia's got an opportunity to go to the college football playoff. They can control their own destiny if they beat LSU. What is happening here? <laughs> I don't understand. I, I don't get how this is okay. I really, I really, honest to God, do not get how this is okay. But, all right. I guess this is how we're playing it. So, sorry, Pac-12. <laughs> sorry. Like, I just... Okay, it makes sense, I guess. Uh, All right, Um, coming up in, we'll call it about 15 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. So somebody in the NFL got some bad news. They did get some bad news, but I will tell you why it's actually a blessing in disguise. All right, so a, a little positive spin on a bad story in the NFL. We'll get to that here 15 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, right now, it is time for a little something we do on the show called this. Is it a pro wrestler? Yeah. Or a porn star? Genitalia, I love that. You have an affection for big men. 
time to guess that name. It is that time. Pro wrestler or porn star here on Fox Sports Radio. Every single week we play this game where we go around the country. Sometimes we even go around the world, uh, depending on whether or not our listeners uh, on the iHeartRadio app in New Zealand slash Australia are coherent enough as they day drink on a Saturday to call into the show. Maybe. We'll see. Uh, so uh, so let's uh, let's get it started here on Fox Sports Radio. We see uh, who wants to be a part of the game. Uh, let's go to California where Danny is listening here on Fox Sports Radio. Danny, what's happening? What, what's cracking, Jonas? Uh, you tell me. What do you got going on? I'm just hanging out like I usually do listening to FSR. Well, we appreciate it. Uh, we we yeah. definitely appreciate it. Now, we got to be careful on, uh, you know, uh, some of the words that we use, though. You know, you got to be uh, – can't drop those uh, those curse words. You know what I mean? No f bombs. Yeah, no, I got that. yeah, no, no bombs of any kind. Actually, uh, so not uh, as a, you know, settle just, down just a little bit. Yeah, just uh, we don't want a Jerry Jones on our hands here at Fox Sports Radio. Uh, all right, so we've got a Danny in California who's ready to play the game. Uh, let's see who also wants to participate in this game. Let's go out to. We've got a thousand phone lines here. They're all filled to the brim. Uh, let's go out to uh, line number nine hundred and eighty-eight, where Jr. is in Mississippi here on Fox Sports Radio. Jr., what's happening? What's up, Jonas? How you doing? Uh, good. What's going on, Jr.? What's up with you? Man, we're just chilling out here down in the south, man. Just waiting to play a lose game. Well, uh, now you've got uh, uh, Lane Kiffin reportedly going to be the head hey. coach there in the next couple of days. Huh? How about that? Yeah, man. We talked last time we talked. You know, my guy just you know uh, peed away the egg bowl, and uh, you know, so things are looking up. Well, I mean, listen, uh, you got to, uh, I, I think you got to find the bright spot here. Lane Kiffin, he's going to bring some juice back. I think he learned from uh, where things went wrong the last time he was in the SEC, and I like it. I like Lane Kiffin. I'm a fan I'm, of Lane Kiffin. I'm I'm real excited, actually. I think it's a good splash, man. I, I'm I'm a Lane guy. I'm on the Lane train, dude. Let's go. There you go. Uh, all right, so he, here's, here's how it works. He, su- he sucks. What? <laughs> I'm from Senator Hayes. USC, he didn't do it. Uh, was that Danny in California? Hey, Danny, uh, Danny, are you a USC fan? No, I'm a UC, USC, UCLA. Whoever's going to do better in the... Uh, uh, what the hell is that, man? Hey, D- of Danny, course. Hey, Danny, come yeah. on, man. P- pick a side. Stop riding the fence. USC Garbage. or UCLA? Come on, man. Uh, what do you mean, come on? No. Whoever's going to do best for Southern California, yeah, I'm yeah. in. All right. Stop it. Well, ne- neither's, some help. neither's done good for Southern California, <laughs> so uh, I, I, would, uh, I, would, I would venture up north and look for something there. Uh, all right, so here we go. Uh, Danny in California, JR in Mississippi. Here's how it works. i got a list of names here. It's the name of uh, either a pro wrestler or a porn star. I'm going to start with Danny. I'm going to go to JR. If we are tied at the end of this list, we go to a sudden death overtime question. Easy enough, guys? Yep. If you also would like to uh, participate and and share your thoughts as your favorite name of this list, uh, at the Jonas Knox on Twitter is where you can do it. All right. So, Danny in California, you are first up here on Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. And the name for you, sir, is Mikey Whiplash, Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. Uh, Wrestler. That is correct. Well done. Mikey Whiplash is a pro wrestler, and Danny is on the board. Over to JR in Mississippi we go. JR, you are next up here on Pro Wrestler or Porn Star, and the name for you, sir, is Danger Anna, Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. Uh, let's go Pro Wrestler. That is correct. On fire. You guys are locked in. 
And all tied up here on Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. We go back over to Danny in California here on FSR. Danny, the next name for you, sir, is Candy Cane. Pro Wrestler or Porn Star? Porn Star. That is correct. Yeah, absolutely. There's no sex. No, nah, there is. Uh, and uh, and Danny is on the board. He's 2-0 and here on, uh, on Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. We go over to JR in Mississippi here looking to keep pace with Danny. JR, the name for you, sir, is Wet Chocolate. Pro wrestler or porn star? Uh, let's go. Uh, let's go pro wrestler. Mm, that is incorrect. Not this time. Uh, incorrect. Yeah. yeah. Well, look. If I, I was like Danny. I could pick both sides. Well, right? I, I, no, that is true. Oh, listen. Sh- yeah. <laughs> shots fired. I will say this. Sometimes you can't overthink this stuff, and uh, and I think your instinct was telling you to say porn star, but you went pro wrestler. Exactly. Uh, Trust your gut in this. That, that's always a, a, a key piece of advice I would give people. Um, all right, so Got Danny it. in California. Danny, the name I just gave JR was Wet Chocolate. The name I've got for you is Yara Chocolate. Pro wrestler or porn star? A wrestler. That is incorrect. No, incorrect. That is a porn star. So we go back over to JR in Mississippi looking to get back in the game here. Down by a point here on Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. JR, the name for you, sir, is Yang. Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. Oh, Yang's got to be a pro wrestler. That is incorrect. Uh, no. Yeah, this time. Man, yeah that, is, uh, that is incorrect. Um, yeah, that was a tough one. Now, yeah, like Yang, that that's a difficult name. If it was Yank, then I'd say, okay, listen, that now we've yeah, now 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 I know where we're going here. But that was a very very difficult name here. Uh, so that means uh, that Danny still holds on to a two one lead here on Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. So we're gonna go over to Danny again. Danny, you can extend your lead here on Fox Sports Radio. Danny, the name for you, sir, is Katie Blu-ray. Pro wrestler or porn star? Um, wrestler. That is incorrect. Mm. And you remember a while back when you guys were good at this game? No. A little while ago? A couple (laughs) minutes? Before I was married. Yeah, that's... uh... (laughs) Now, let me just say this. What's underrated about uh, the name Katie Blu-ray and it being a porn star is... You know, just pay close attention to the last name. And, right. uh, but and it, Jonas, and, I, I, and my 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 well, my follow up question would be: Is it only Ray? You know, like it's a, you know, because I, I just think uh, Katie Blue Ray. There's a lot of uh, a lot of going on there. Uh, all right, stop it. Jr. in Mississippi. Uh, Jr. You are next up here. Uh, you guys have gone ice cold. This is to tie the game here. So Jr. in Mississippi. The name for you, sir, is Destiny Blaze, pro wrestler or porn star. Pro wrestler. That is incorrect. Yeah. Uh, just read the list. I, this is I, I. What would what would the equivalent of this be as far as like this ice cold performance? Is this is this Kobe in Game Seven in 2010? It was like uh, was it six of 24 or something like that. You're right. I'm a Clipper fan. Yeah. Well, so that, I mean, I, well. I just this is a this is astonishing what's happening here. All right, so Danny, here's the situation. Danny can actually win the game 
He can win the game. This is like the NFC East. You know what? This is the NFC East. All right, so Danny is representing the Dallas Cowboys. JR representing the Eagles. And, Danny, one of you has got to win this game, and you can win it here if you get this name correct here on Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. So the name I just gave JR was Destiny Blaze. The name I've got for you, sir, is Alundra Blaze. Pro Wrestler or Porn Star? Porn Star. That is incorrect. Incorrect. This is the effing. This is the effing NFC East. This is the NFC East. <laughs> this is, what is That's happening funny. here? I love Jonas, it. will you hold on while I pull up the uh, uh, Hold on. No, absolutely not. Uh, Jr. I don't listen. I don't want you pulling anything here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, we have, we've already got enough issues with, with the way you guys are performing. All right, hey Jr. Jr. Here's the question. And, and and this is the situation. You need to get this name correct or else it's over. And Danny wins by default, and he hasn't gotten a correct answer in like two hours. All right? So, JR in Mississippi, if you get this correct, you force sudden death overtime. All right? So, all the pressure is on JR, who is representing the Philadelphia Eagles in this edition of Pro Wrestler or Porn Star, the NFC East edition. So, JF, JR in, Minis- in Mi- Mississippi, the name for you to force overtime here on Pro Wrestler or Porn Star is Leroy Redbone, Pro Wrestler oh. or Porn Star. Leroy Redbone. Uh, God. I've, been, I've been sticking with it. Let's go. Pro wrestler. That is correct. Wow. Look at that. Look at that. Unbelievable. And so we got ourselves a sudden death overtime opportunity. And here's how it works, guys. Uh, I am going to give you the name. Your name is your buzzer. So after I give you the name of either the pro wrestler or the porn star, you have to buzz in with your name, and whoever buzzes in first gets the opportunity to guess it. If they get it correct, they win. If they miss it, the other guy wins. So you guys understand the rules? Yeah. All right, here we go. Sudden death overtime here on Pro Wrestler or Porn Star, the NFC East edition. Danny representing the Eagles. JR rep- or Danny representing the Cowboys. JR representing the Eagles. And the name for you here in sudden death overtime is... Disco dog. Danny. Danny in California Uh. is first in. Danny representing the Dallas Cowboys. And however this goes, this will determine the NFC East in the NFL divisional races this season. So Danny in California, the name for you to win the game representing the Cowboys is Disco Dog. Is that a pro wrestler or a porn star? Porn star. That is incorrect. 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 And with that, JR in Mississippi is your winner here on Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. Congratulations to JR in Mississippi. Uh, there was only one way this game would have ended, and it was the sudden death overtime question being incorrect. JR, you are a winner on Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. I couldn't be happier tonight. I've got. I've got Lane Kiffin coming in, and I just won Pro Wrestler Porn Star. Nothing better. There it is, my man. JR, we appreciate it. Uh, and that is uh, easily, easily one of the worst editions of Pro Wrestler or Porn Star that we've ever had here on the show. I mean, uh, Bursch, they missed six straight. 
Yeah, that's almost harder to do than getting them all right. I, I swear to God, they, they got more wrong than they got right. That really was the NFC East. Yeah. I'm not kidding. Like, somebody mm. had to win just by default. So I'll tell you this. Mark this down. If the Eagles go on to win the NFC East, it was because JR in Mississippi representing the Eagles won that edition of Pro Wrestler or Porn Star. That is insane. What the hell happened there? Disco dog? That was that was a layup. Like did like what porn star would come up with the name Disco Dog? <laughs> I have a question about Katie Blu-ray. Is she only on Blu-ray? <laughs> no. Well, you got to really focus. Like, if you, <laughs> yeah. if you cut the last name in half, all right, if you hyphenated it, the two words in the last name, Blue and then Ray, then it starts to make a little bit more sense as to why that would be a porn <laughs> name. You know? Like, I just, uh, Disco. Gang? Yeah. Like, I, Gang. listen, man, I, like, I, I, I don't come up with these, but Disco Dog? Like that, like that sounds like something you would get at like a hot dog restaurant, like like one of their like, oh, can I get the number four? Yeah, you want the disco? Like, how is I don't get it. All right, but hey, it was fun, no matter what, and we appreciate him calling in. All right, Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio uh, at the Jonas Knox. If you would like to share your thoughts on whatever the hell that just was, uh, here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. All right, coming up next, a blessing in disguise for somebody in the NFL. I'll tell you who here on FSR. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios where there's great news. There's a quick and easy way you could save money. Switch to Geico. It only takes 15 minutes to see if you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Go to Geico.com and see how much you could save. So I was thinking about this as we're talking about Jason Garrett and it looks like he's you know going to be let go after, at the end of the season or they're not going to renew his contract. And then Ron Rivera just got fired by the Carolina Panthers. You know, I honest to God, if you were going to get fired as a head coach, wouldn't you rather be now as opposed to after the season? At least you could enjoy the holidays. I mean, if, if you know you're going to be out and you know you're going to jump right back in like Ron Rivera probably is, spend some time, get away, get away from the family, milk it for all you can. Mike McCarthy, that was probably a blessing in disguise. Like, get away from it. Even though he didn't come back this year, the fact that he's going to have all that time off, when you take your next job, you're going to even be more focused than you were the year, uh, the time before. I, I, I think it's a blessing in disguise. If I were Jason Garrett, I'd rather be fired now than after the season or told I'm not going to be coming back. Uh, Jonas Knox, more out of the NFL and college football next. Well, at least now we know what we're in store for when it comes to a busy weekend in the world of football. The question was answered on Friday night, and now we get further proof of it coming up on Saturday, and we'll have that for you here coming up in just a couple of moments. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. You can check out the show on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on SiriusXM Channel 83 and on all of our Fox Sports Radio affiliates, wherever you are taking part in the program. We always appreciate a few minutes of your time as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Uh, So, uh, listen, I just want to say uh, we appreciate their efforts. Um, couldn't have done it without them. And, uh, and we would also like to, uh, to wish them well on future endeavors. Uh, and that would be the Pac-12. Uh, as we uh, part ways with the Pac-12 from the college football playoff picture. Uh, been nice knowing you. Thanks for hanging out with everybody here. And, uh, and that'll go ahead and wrap that up. Uh, that'll wrap that up for the Pac-12. You see, because Utah 
could not get it done against Oregon. In fact, Utah couldn't, for large portions of that game, not be competitive against Oregon, and it was the Oregon Ducks all over Utah in Santa Clara to win the Pac-12 championship. And unfortunately for the Pac-12, they will be left out of the college football playoff because of it. And so, and listen, uh, you know, I mean, it just, it is what it is. We're out here on the West Coast. It'd be nice if, uh, you know, the West Coast was represented here uh, in the college football playoff, but it's just not the case. And you got to call what it is for, you know, a conference that probably did better than what a lot of people anticipated. This is disappointing considering you had an opportunity to get to a college football playoff game had you won. And of course, if uh, uh, Georgia loses to LSU, which many people expect to happen on Saturday, the Pac-12 champion would have gotten in. But Utah didn't do their part. But I'm not really going to blame this uh, on Utah. Uh, I'm also not going to blame Oregon for the loss at Arizona State as being the reason why they're not going to the college football playoff. I will simply blame a strategic decision that was made or a financial decision that was made or whatever the decision was that was made for Oregon to schedule a game against Auburn to open up the season. Totally against it. I said it at the time, so this isn't just me a couple of months later going back uh, and pretending like I saw it all before it happened. You can go back and you can check the tapes from the show months and months ago where I said, if I were a Power 5 coach or a Power 5 program, under no circumstance would I schedule a Power 5 non-conference game to start out the season. No circumstances whatsoever would I let that happen because I think the risk outweighs the reward. If I know that I play in a power five and I've got ranked teams or good teams coming up on my schedule in conference, those are my impressive wins that I try and get. But I'm not opening up the season against Auburn like Oregon did. I thought it was a mistake at the time. I think it's a bigger mistake now. Because had they been playing uh, somebody that wasn't Auburn, uh, even a a lower-tier school, uh, if they played a a Utah, and not to take shots at lower-tier schools so nobody get too outraged by it, but if you were playing a UC Davis or a Utah State or uh, Amarillo Tech, whatever the hell's out there, uh, a, a Circle K State, like I don't, like whatever was out there, like had they won that game, which they more than likely would, then we're talking about one loss and a real debate, a real conversation as to whether or not they get in. I'm not going to fault them for Arizona State. That's a conference game, a night game on the road. That stuff happens, man. You go on the road and you play conference games, you can get bit. Those teams are familiar with your personnel. Like it, it's very possible. It's why division games in the NFL. You know, like why why are those? Oh, you got to factor in. You know, throw out the record book. Like I, I get it. I get why those games are difficult. But there was no reason to go play Auburn that early in the season, and and this isn't just because it's risky. It's because the reasons that it's risky for. That's your like you have no you're, you have no idea whether or not you're a good team, like you have no preseason, you're dealing with teenagers, so on top of the risk being a good 
top 25, top 15, top 10 team that early in the season. It's also the fact that your guys might not be as ready as they would be later on in the year to play a ranked team. Like you have no preseason in college football. We can rip the NFL preseason all we want, but you know what? Even though their guys aren't playing as much as they used to, at least they're a little bit more prepared when the season starts. I mean, you can go back to the NFL and you can look at the first month of the season and you can say, well, you know, teams are feeling themselves out or teams are trying to like go back to the first week of the season. You'll see uh, a game from week one of the NFL season and you'll go, what the hell was that? Now that you look back at it afterwards, I mean, look, Cincinnati nearly beat Seattle week one in Seattle. They lost by one point. Andy Dalton threw for more yards that week than any other quarterback in the league. And then got benched a few weeks later, and Cincinnati just won their first game less than a week ago. Like, Because it's week one, crazy stuff happens. So if it's week one in college football, and even crazier things can happen because you have zero preseason, why would you schedule a non-conference Power 5 team ranked in the top 10, 15, or 20? Why? There's no point. Take your chances against ranked opponents inside your own conference and then play it out from there. I thought it was a mistake at the time, and and I, I think it's a mistake now. I think it's a bigger mistake now. I think that's where the Pac-12 lost their chance to go to a, a to the college football playoff. Focus on Arizona State all you want. I almost understand that. Like that's part of the conference. You know, you, you can you can't avoid those sorts of things that, that are that are gonna happen. You can't avoid playing good teams in your conference, which is why you use them and utilize that to your advantage later on when when making a case for your argument to get in. But you absolutely can't avoid playing non-conference powerhouse programs early on. I would never do it if I was a coach or running a school. I never would. I get the financial implications. I know that you want to test yourself. I'd rather take my chances and test myself in the final games of the season instead of the first one. But now that we're here, and now that the conversation has been established, that I believe it was a mistake for Oregon to schedule that, it does really create what everybody really wants, which is a win and get in opportunity, which is awesome for everybody involved. Because now the Big 12 championship, which would have been deemed not really all that important if Utah would have won on Friday night, now Saturday at noon Eastern time in the Jerry Dome, you've got Oklahoma and Baylor win and you are in. And that does create a sense of excitement and a sense of buzz when it comes to all this. Um, it, it and and this is where look, I'm totally against the 18 playoff. I don't want to hear anything about the 18 playoff, but I do like the idea that you know going in. All right, if this happens, this is the result. You know, you don't need to really wait to see because like no matter what the result of the game is, the winner gets in regardless. I mean, I can't imagine the college football playoff committee saying, you know what, on second thought, let's bring Oregon in. Now, I would love if Alabama got in without having to play and two losses because I like when people get pissed off over things in sports. I think it's funny. I get a kick out of it. And so when when Oregon beat Utah on Friday night, 
I sent out a gif of uh, the Undertaker's hand coming up out of the ground like he was still alive and said Alabama just because I wanted to see the reaction. And uh, people were, you know, feeding into it a little bit and saying, oh, there's no way. Like, I get it. There's no way. But, you know, if it would bother some people and piss them off, I 100% get it. So I'm not a fan of the 18 playoff. I think four is plenty. If you wanted to go to six, I'm willing to compromise with you on it. But I don't think what happened between Utah, Oregon, the Big 12 championship, all the one-loss teams that are being involved here, I don't think it's a referendum for why we need an 18 playoff. But you do have a win-and-get-in opportunity between Oklahoma and Baylor, and that's what make the, makes this weekend a lot of fun. That's why this weekend is fun. Because whether it's the SEC title game, LSU and Georgia, and I think we all expect LSU to beat Georgia in that game. And I said it earlier, I don't think Georgia should be the number four ranked team in the country. I think the loss to South Carolina is that bad that they should have zero right, zero right to control their own destiny. I don't want to I like I don't want to hear anything about well, they look man. Like you won close games against some other quote unquote good teams or ranked teams. You lost at home to a backup quarterback and a four win South Carolina team, a South Carolina team that hasn't scored a touchdown in a month and they beat you in Athens and South Carolina controlled a lot of that game. So I don't like the fact that Georgia controls their own destiny. I don't think it'll matter. I think LSU is going to win that game. And then I think whoever wins the Big 12 title game gets into that final that that final spot. Um, and you look around, look, Clemson shouldn't have any issues with Virginia. Ohio State, Wisconsin is going to be a fun game. You expect Ohio State to roll. So it really does come down to the Big 12 championship game. I love, although I feel bad for the Pac-12 in a way, I don't because I think they set themselves up to fail. Oregon specifically when they scheduled Auburn early on. But I do like the idea of win and get in, noon Eastern time, Oklahoma, Baylor, the Big 12 title game in Arlington. It's going to be a lot of fun. This weekend's going to be fun all throughout college football and into the NFL. Uh, Jonas Knox here on FSR. Uh, you can get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox at the Jonas Knox on Twitter as we come to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Uh, all right, coming up next here on FSR. Um, if you wanted to know, if you wanted, you know, like say you were feeling a little bit of a pain or you couldn't figure out an answer in school, we have actually identified what the issue is. We have identified what the issue is involving a playoff contender in the NFL. Find out who we're talking about next here on FSR. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, coming up here in just a couple of moments, uh, we have identified the issue. All right. Uh, they went to the doctor. Uh, I will play doctor here on Fox Sports Radio, psychologist, and I will get to the root of a problem in the NFL. Uh, that'll be coming up here in uh, just a couple of minutes uh, on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, so we were talking about the uh, the college football playoffs, and somebody threw a scenario out to me on Twitter just now that – now that I'm thinking about it, I, I I really do hope that it happens because then I think the conversation is wild. Uh, and a guy said uh, on Twitter, uh, he writes in, uh, who do you think gets in if Wisconsin beats Ohio State? And if that happens, we've got ourselves complete and total chaos. Um, what I think then happens is the conver- – I think – 
I would still put Ohio State in. All right, I would still put Ohio State in because I think Wisconsin's a good enough team um, that Wisconsin would be deserving of getting in and that, you know, they split the season. So I would still have Ohio State in. But I think if LSU beats Georgia, I think LSU gets in. I think Clemson, if they beat Virginia, they get in, obviously. Uh, I think I would still put Ohio State in. And I would still, even if Wisconsin beats Ohio State, I would still put the winner of the Big 12 championship game in. So even if Wisconsin beats Ohio State, I don't see any way Ohio State falls out of the top four, unless they just get annihilated, which I don't think is going to happen. Um, and that's just based on – and look, the college football playoff committee has done a really good job with with never quite telling you what exactly they factor in more, what, what you know, what's most important to them. To me, it's, you know, who are the best teams? I get, you know, deserving, and, and that makes all the sense in the world, but who are the best teams? And it's hard for me to sit here, even if Wisconsin, if Wisconsin beats Ohio State by, you know, four or five points, I still think Ohio State's one of the top four teams in the country. I do. Um, if, you know, if if LSU beats Georgia and Clemson beats Virginia, but Ohio State loses to Wisconsin, then I think the conversation becomes, all right, Wisconsin or the Big 12 winner? And I still think you would take the Big 12 champion. And, and that, that could be debated. And if you wanted to argue the other way, I would totally understand it. I would totally understand if you would say, no, 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 we think Wisconsin deserves to be in. I get it. But that would just, that would make everything that much more complex and that much more enjoyable and that much more fun as we wait to see Tuesday when they reveal the college football playoff rankings. Like that would be a lot of fun. So chaotic reasons. I hope the Wisconsin beat not nothing against Ohio State. I hope that Wisconsin beats Ohio State because then I think it opens up everything else. But as of right now, it feels like pretty standard. It's a win get in opportunity for Oklahoma and Baylor. Whoever wins the Big Twelve championship gets in. If LSU takes care of business and beats Georgia in Atlanta. Uh, by the way, you can see that Ohio State Wisconsin game in Indianapolis Saturday night, 8 Eastern time, coming up later on uh, on Fox. Uh, Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year automatically. With no limit to how much we'll match, millions of people a year are getting their cash back match. Discover cash back match. What are you waiting for? Learn more at discover.com slash cash back match. Uh, less than 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio, we will have another edition of The Scraps where we will get to several things in the world of sports we have not had a chance to get to. Uh, one of the things we have discussed, but I do think uh, I do think is worth is worth mentioning is and I mentioned, talked about this earlier when it comes to expectations. You know, what are the expectations? Because sometimes the expectations can skew what it is that you consider success. Um. Like I, I've always defended the Cincinnati Bengals, the Kansas City Chiefs, even the Buffalo Bills, to where you look at them and you go, well, the Buffalo Bills aren't a dynasty from the 90s because they went to four Super Bowls and they lost all of them. Okay, that's one way to look at it, and I'm not going to fight you with it. You feel how you feel. I still consider that Bills team a dynasty. You go to four straight Super Bowls, I get it that you lost, but to do that four times in a row, you dominated one half of the league, and if a couple of things go your way, you win those games, we're having a whole different conversation. I still will consider the Buffalo Bills a dynasty. 
I still would consider them a dynasty because the expectation just gets greater and greater each year. And the fact that you're still able to get there is that much more impressive. Um, The Bengals, to a lower degree, when they were going to all those playoffs with Andy Dalton and Marvin Lewis and and, and that cast that was there in Cincinnati, you know, people looked at them like, oh, God, the Bengals can't win in the postseason. All right, but they're the Bengals. And before the Browns were the Browns the past few years, it was the Bengals. They were so bad in the 90s. Like, there were years the Bengals were terrible. If you, I mean, if you're a Cincinnati Bengal fan, you remember those years. So we can criticize and complain about them not winning in the playoffs. Them getting there for, for that franchise and that city and that organization, there's a reason Marvin Lewis continued to keep his job. Because what he took over was so bad that that's considered a success. The Kansas City Chiefs, you can you can knock Andy Reid for not doing more with Kansas City once they go to the postseason. They were a horrible football team before he got there. They were terrible. I, I mean, like, really bad. With Todd Haley was, was a coach there. Uh, I think Romeo Cornell took over, if I'm not mistaken, there for a short time in Kansas. Like, they were a bad football team. Andy Reid got them back to respectability, and then some. And in a league where it's tough to be consistent, Cincinnati got to the postseason a bunch of years in a row. Kansas City got to the postseason a bunch of years in a row. Buffalo got to Super Bowls four years in a row. So knock the end result, but the accomplishment is still there. And and when you factor in all of that, it just goes back to the original point of all this. Expectations. What are your expectations? With Dallas Cowboys, the expectations are always way too high. Way too high. I Look, they, they haven't won a Super Bowl since the mid-90s. Yet every year, doesn't it feel like the Cowboys are, well, Super Bowl or bust? Okay, well, that's been a lot of busts. At one point, do you go, you know, maybe we're not really that team from the 90s anymore, and we're just kind of this. Like, when does that happen? And I keep hearing about the roster. You know, they've got this great roster. They're loaded with talent everywhere. Sure? We sure about that? Because all I've been told my whole life is that great talent is more important than coaching. Like, what would you rather have? It's the age-old question. What would you rather have? Uh, A ton of talent or a great coach? You take a ton of talent, right? Well, if the talent is so good in Dallas, why aren't they winning more? Well, it's got to be the coach. No, but you're telling me that talent's more important than coaching. So what's the problem? Like, what's and and it, it's why I say like the roster might be a little bit overrated. I think I think that's a fair thing to say that the roster is a little bit overrated because if talent outweighs coaching, then you shouldn't be sitting here with losses to Mitch Trubisky, Josh Allen, and a guy in his forties. All right, and I say guy in his 40s because if I say Tom Brady, it kind of kills my argument. And so guy in his 40s makes my argument sound better, but at least I'm being honest about it. I just think let's have a, let's have a real conversation about the Dallas Cowboys. And it goes back to what, what I've been saying for a couple of weeks now. you got to start at the top. Jerry Jones is the issue. That's the problem. And he's entering Al Davis territory to where he's becoming more of a detriment to the organization than a help. Like multiple interviews each week. One week he's crying. The next week, uh, you know, he's he's cursing on the air. Then it's like, man, 
at some point, like, don't you just want some sort of calmness, some sort of let's just focus on what's happening here. The media doesn't even go to Jerry, Jason Garrett first. They don't go to any of the players. They go straight to Jerry Jones. Where else does that happen? Where in sports does that happen? Seriously, like, where does that happen? I mean, like, Bob Kraft doesn't hardly talk. Like, and, and, and they're actually, like, a really good football team, not this one that thinks they're really good. Like, where else do you see the owner continuously take center stage to, to have a media scrum after he does two interviews a week on, on a local affiliate in Dallas? I just, like, we, we just, we got to start placing the blame where it deserves to go. And if there's been, I mean, you can say, well, Jason Garrett's a problem. Okay, well. All right. There's been other coaches uh, since the Super Bowl. What was the problem then? Oh, they weren't any good. All right. So, so then you're also saying Jason Garrett's not any good. Correct. All right. Well, Jason Garrett like is well above 500 as a coach and only has one losing season to his resume. So that's not that bad. So what's the issue? Well, you know, maybe it's like some of the guys on the. Ro- okay. Well, all right. We'll get rid of this roster. What about the roster before the previous regime and then the previous regime before that? And, like you'll find the constant. It's Jerry Jones. Like everything is moved around. It's, it's like knowing somebody who, who continues to, to be in and out of relationships. At some point, you can sit there and say, oh, well, she was crazy. Well, and the other one, I didn't trust her. And the other one, yeah, I just didn't like her work ethic. Eh, the other one wanted to party too. Okay. At what point do we start to identify that you might be the common denominator here? Like that you might be the issue. Like it, at what point do we start to say, okay, well, you know, there's been one name through all of this that's been the constant through all of this chaos, and it's Jerry Jones. And I think that's where it starts. Talk about Jason Garrett all you want. Talk about the roster, Dak Prescott, Zeke. Talk, have all those conversations you want, but you got to start at the top. And the guy that's been here throughout this 20-something year drought the Cowboys have been in has Jerry Jones. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, get me on Twitter, at the Jonas Knox, at the Jonas Knox on Twitter as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Coming up next, we will have the scraps where we will get to some things in the world of sports we have not had a chance to touch on. We'll do that here on FSR. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, ladies and gentlemen, Brian Finley. Thank you, Jonas. Oregon pigging out on offense, 432 yards against Utah's once vaunted defense, and the Ducks win the Pac-12 championship on Friday, 37-15. Thus, the Utes vomit all over their chances at a playoff berth. In the NBA on Friday, the Lakers sandblast the Trailblazers, 136-113. L.A. improves to 20-3. And according to reports, Blazers' Rodney Hood tore his Achilles in this game, which ends his season. Giannis Antetokounmpo, on his 25th birthday yesterday, scored 27 points as the Bucks vaporized the Clippers 119-91. Clippers head coach Doc Rivers after the game showing some selflessness. We didn't deserve tonight. You know, it was Giannis's birthday, and we searched all over the city to find a gift. Couldn't find one, so we, we gave him this one. That's all I can come up with. That's the best I got. Meanwhile, in college, Shoop's first-ranked Louisville is able to disgrace Pittsburgh 64-46. The Cardinals had a 17-4 run in the second half to pull away. And fourth-ranked Michigan prevails against Iowa 103-91, despite Hawkeyes' Luca Garza scoring 44 points. Back to Jonas Knox in the Geico Fox Sports Studios.
Thanks, Brian. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. All right, uh, coming up in about uh, 12 minutes from now here on FSR, uh, we have compiled a sort of greatest hits, all right? A greatest hits, but it is a greatest hits you will not hear anywhere else on sports radio, sports television, anywhere. You will not see this anywhere, I promise you. All right, so a greatest hits coming up 12 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, right now, though, it is time for a little something we do on the show called this. Jonas, you moron. How could you not get to these stories? You moron. These are the scraps. And for that, we turn it over to Brian Finley to find out what the hell we've missed so far on the show. Brian? Hey, Jonas. So this Chris Paul thing from last night, you know, I I look at his career right now and I feel like he's not accepting the fact that he's fading as a player. His jump shot is broken. So how does he make up for it? Well, some of his antics, you know, he's been known to punch guys below the belt a lot, kind of a conniver on the court. Just reading this article makes me want to wear a cup right now. But last night against the T-Wolves, late fourth quarter, OKC, his team was trailing by two. Minnesota's Jordan Bell steps into the game. His shirt was untucked. Chris Paul signals to the officials, hey, you know, you see that guy? That's a delay of game violation, and and that's free throws. And so the officials penalize Bell. They, They put the Thunder on the free throw line. They end up going into overtime and winning. What do you make of Chris Paul's latest antics Jonas. I, I, I'm not the biggest Chris Paul fan and that's only because when all this stuff came out about Chris Paul being here in LA and I'm sure Brian you've heard these stories from people that cover the Clippers and I covered the Clippers for a short time but it was way back before Chris Paul came to LA but you I mean we were hearing stories for the longest time that he was a pain in the ass as a teammate and, and that you know he wasn't getting along with a lot of guys in the locker room this though I think is really smart um, Oklahoma City's not a, a very good team. Uh, they need whatever help they can get when it comes to trying to compile wins and 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 put something together there and 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 really get it done. And I just think Chris Paul saw an opportunity to steal a win, crafty veteran, and people want to call him a rat and say, "Well, he's he's a snitch." And but well, okay, it's a violation. He knows the rules better than you do. And, uh, and so because of it, they ended up getting a win. I, I, I'm all for it. I'm not the biggest Chris Paul fan, but I, I do like what he did here. One thing I did notice, Jonas, is that the officials after the game in their, their pool reporter session, they were like, yeah, we, we did see that. We didn't need Chris Paul. Okay. To, yeah, okay, okay, exactly. Yeah, right. sure you did. Yeah, okay. Uh, come on, man. <laughs> like, it, just just stop. It's You know what it's like? Remember those commercials? Um where they would try and preach good sportsmanship. Oh, yes. And so, so the kid uh, hit the ball out of bounds, but they ruled it for the other team. And then he went up to the coach and he said, no, 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 it was off me. And he walked up to the official and he said, hey, it's their ball. I hit it out. And they say, God, that's good sportsmanship. <laughs> Man, like no, no, no players ever doing that. And officials miss calls all the time. So they can say, oh, we were on top of it. No, you missed it too. And it makes me wonder how many more, how many other times in the NBA that's happened this season where officials just haven't called it because. Yeah, no question about it. So David Fisdale, the Knicks give him the, the dump truck as they send him away. And then Steve Kerr, 
who, as you know, Jonas, almost took that Knicks head coaching job a couple years ago. He said after Fisdale was canned, he said, if I had gone to New York, that would have been me. I would have been fired as well. I'm oh, well yeah. aware of that. What do you think of his comments? Uh, I think he's 100% right. The comparison I make to the NFL is when Bill Belichick was the Jets head coach for like eight hours and then decided he wanted to go to New England because he just trusted the organization better. And I think part of why Steve Kerr didn't choose the Knicks is because he didn't trust the organization. He didn't trust the stability of the organization. And I don't blame him. I mean, they're horrendous, man. Like, they, like they, are, they are New York, and it's the Knicks, and it's Madison Square Garden, and they're the worst team in the league. Like, the Knicks have the worst record in the league right now. Like, I mean, the Warriors, are like, everybody's out. And the Warriors still have a better record than the Knicks. Fizdale, it seems, Jonas, was set up to fail, right? Obviously. And and maybe in your own life, have you ever been in that situation where you felt like you were set up to fail? And, and how did you handle that? Well, I, here's here's my thing with, with Fizdale. I, if, if you brought him in and it was, okay, well, he's set up to fail. And, okay, what were, like, going into it, what was the conversation like? Because if it's a real rebuild and, and you're behind him, then then you're behind him. And there's two examples to where I could tell early on they were completely behind the new head coach. When the 49ers hired Kyle Shanahan and then also hired John Lynch, they gave him matching six-year contracts, which was their, their statement to, to John Lynch and to Kyle Shanahan, hey, we're with you guys. We know this is a rebuild, and we want you guys to lead the charge. When the, when the Celtics hired Danny Ainge, or when the Celtics hired Brad Stevens, what was most noteworthy about that contract wasn't the fact that they hired a coach from Butler or they hired, went to the college ranks to find their next head coach. They gave him a six-year deal and said, we're going to build with you, understanding this is going to take time. They traded away everything. They added pieces, and they stuck with Brad Stevens. And because of it, They've they found their coach. He's one of the more respected coaches in the league, and they've won a lot of games and been a very good team, and they're a good team again this year. The Knicks just don't have anything like it. It it's it's look, this is what it is. If you don't see results, you're out of here regardless. I, I just I don't know who would take that job. But Jonas, as you are well aware, in college football, there's not as much patience for building programs, right? And Ole Miss has decided According to reports, to bring on the great Lane Kiffin. He's yeah. entertaining. He's funny. He's a man who's got commitment issues, and, and that's on the football field for all I know. But he's also a troller. And I know, Jonas, being you, you we all have people out there on yeah. social media. <laughs> they like to send it out. So so how do you feel that he takes that? And then how do you feel like he'll be received if this all happens and he does come back to the SEC? Hey, I, uh, I'm i into it. Uh, <laughs> I, I love Lane Kiffin. Um, what, was, what was the name that he used at a bar? He used some, was it Joey Freshwater? I think it was Joey Freshwater. Like he went to go, he, he went to go uh, pick up on some girl at a bar and he was, he, I, I might've been a little drunk or something like that. I, but the story goes he was being sort of a, a smart ass and the name that he gave them because i think people suspected it was lane kiffin was joey freshwater and we actually interviewed him here on fox sports radio and i had to ask him about it and he didn't deny it it was just like well you know just kind of I, I actually think what happened at usc and and what has gone on in alabama has humbled him and i i think he's 
he's a guy who who people respect as far as his X's and O's go, but his personality has rubbed some people the wrong way. But, you know, he's that's a heck of a resume he's built. I mean, head coach of the Raiders, uh, Tennessee, USC, did some decent things at FAU, and now he goes to Ole Miss. If I'm Ole Miss, if I'm fans, like you've got a recognizable name there to, to kind of build the program around. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And plus, uh, same conference as Nick Saban. So we, so we get that opportunity to see potentially uh, uh, Lane Kiffin and Nick Saban square up. I think, it's, I think it's a lot of fun there to be had. Jonas, I will say the best day of my life, 2014, being on the field at Ole Miss, watching them beat Alabama was one of the most memorable moments of my life. Oh, that's right. You, so you're an Ole Miss guy. Yeah, yeah. My, my sister yes. went there and my dad went there, and I used to live in Memphis and cover the football team during the good old days with Hugh Freeze when we got to the Sugar Bowl and then all the – the stuff that happened after that, which wasn't so pretty, but yeah, man, I'm ready for oh, a revival. Man. I'm I, ready. For- I remember, and I also remember because it was when I was out in South Carolina sure. early in the season. Ole Miss was ranked. It was a Thursday night game, and I think South Carolina beat them. It was back in like 2009. Okay, I want to say. So or, was that Houston Nut? Was he? I I forgot. I forget. It was, it was right so around long then. Ago. Okay, but but I, I just remember it was the biggest game. Like South Carolina went nuts. Like it went absolutely nuts. I think Stephen Garcia was the uh, was the quarterback for South Carolina. But you know, Ole Miss is. Uh, I mean, they've had. No, there's been some issues there. You know, been been some issues. Some uh, you know some. Like, how did they end up with all those great recruits at one time randomly? And then you find out, well, you know, maybe there's something else going on. Uh, Lane Kiffin, uh, I think, can recruit. And I think it's it adds another name to the SEC coaching ranks. I think it's going to be fun, man. Yeah, I think the recruits are certainly going to love that. And you can already see on social media some of the current players are are already excited. I, I got this bizarre story for you quickly. Can I ask you this, yes. though? Does he keep Rich Rod or is Rich Rod gone? With their quarterback, their true freshman quarterback, in Plumlee, they have to keep Rich Rod. Oh, man. He ran for over 200 yards against LSU's defense last year. I, I think you have to keep him, but uh, a guy wants to bring his own guys in. So yeah. that wh- what do you do in that situation? Uh, Rich Rod and Lane Kiffin on, on the same coaching staff, <laughs> oh I, they better keep him. I want to see how that plays out. Oh, my gosh. Yes, give me that. Yeah. By the way, Jonas, somebody just purchased a piece of artwork, and this probably was you. Well, I'm what? an art guy. You are an art guy. Yeah. And then when you find out what it was of, then obviously it was you. It was banana duct taped to a wall, and this was sold for $120,000 at a Miami art fair. And this was a piece done by an Italian artist who was also behind the gold toilet that was offered to President Trump earlier this year. Wait. A banana duct taped to a wall? Yeah. I don't get it. Like, whose banana? Was it like uh, like Jesus's banana? Or like, like <laughs> was it from like the 1800s? Was it, you know, the picture, it just looks like a banana that's been sitting in a supermarket for a couple days too long. And it just got a piece of duct tape. Like I'm looking a, at the picture right a real, now. A real banana. A real banana. Like, you could just open it up right now. Who's but like, for no banana in my tampon. Okay, who, who's, <laughs> who's banana? It was like Van Gogh's banana? Or like, this is just like any random banana you would find at like a a, 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 a supermarket, a Piggly Wiggly, a Sprouts, and, and they would just find a, a Vons. Just a regular banana. I, I think what I'm, according to sources, yeah, I think it's a regular banana. And there's no other significance, wow. but 
it it, it garnered wow. over a hundred thousand dollars based on I guess this this artist. But my wow. good man, if 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 that's the business to get into, Jonas, let's let's start duct taping bananas to yeah, walls. I, I I guess I, this is. You know, that just tells me people are dumb, man. Like, there's a lot of really dumb people out there. A hundred plus grand for a banana with duct tape on it? Jesus. You go to an Ace Hardware and then a, 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 a Latino market afterwards. You could make that for four cents. That's ridiculous. Uh, well done. Uh, and that was the scraps uh, here on Fox Sports Radio. Good job by Brian Finley here on FSR. Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox. Coming up next, it is a greatest hits like you've never heard before and you won't hear anywhere else on sports radio. Find out what it is here on FSR. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Um, I will be back on the air at 4 p.m. Eastern time, 4 to 8 p.m. Eastern time here on Fox Sports Radio. Wall-to-wall coverage, as they say in the radio business, of a conference championship weekend. Uh, also, all sorts of NFL stuff, so that'll be a lot of fun here on Fox Sports Radio. want to let you know we are brought to you by Discover. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year automatically with no limit to how much will match. Millions of people a year are getting their cash back match. Discover cash back match. What are you waiting for? Learn more at discover.com slash cash back match. So we mentioned a sort of greatest hits here on Fox Sports Radio. Brian Finley is our uh, national update anchor here on FSR. And Brian Finley likes to be very descriptive when giving the updates on games and stories throughout the world of sports in his top and bottom of the hour updates. And so we have compiled a list of all the, I guess, adjectives, uh, Chris Perfett, what would be the way we would put this? All I, the, I would say verbiage, ver- okay, but yes. Ver- the verbiage that, that Brian Finley has used to describe scores throughout the world of sports uh, all throughout the course of the show. So, Chris Perfett, I'll let you take it away. You've been compiling this list. Uh, what do we got? All right. So, first off, we got ramrodded. <laughs> then we go over to, pu- to the uh, vomiting com- uh, category. Puked up, barfed all over, barfing, counting those separate. Pigging out, vomited, done that twice, body bagged, vaporized, choke jobbing as a verb, uh, thrashing, blasting, pitfall, again, as a verb, dupes, again, as a verb, dry heaving, farting, cracked down, <laughs> disfiguring, disgraces, foils, and finally, last but not least, sandblasting. Yeah, there it is, baby. Yes. There it is. Brian Finley, you are a wild man here on Fox Sports Radio. That's what I'm talking about, Finley. Like, like that's that's how you get your point across when it comes to describing uh, the way uh, a game goes in the world of sports. I'm trying. Like, which one is your favorite, Finley, uh, uh, of all these? A body bag. Yeah, I love body. Yeah, bag. body bag's really <laughs> yes. good because it, it's it's sort of an ode to Karate Kid. Yeah, uh, kind of a throwback to Karate Kid. Uh, I'm also a, a big fan of dry heaving. Yes. Uh, I think that's a good one. And then Sandblast. Sandblast is one of my favorites. You know, I use that all the time, Or a team, too. you know, Pitchfork's another team. Yeah. Or they bury them alive. Well, well listen, oh. you, know, like, like, you got to save some of this. Right? Yeah, you, don't, you don't want to give it all yeah. away. Area five, or uh, fifth, fifth hour, we'll talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right. Uh, Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, lots of fun back at 4 Eastern time here on FSR. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.